Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 1st of December, 2018. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. I'm so tired. And Robert Kemp. I'm just about here in time. <laughs> just barely. I'm so tired. Why are you so tired? Because yeah. the same thing that always happens happened where I just my shoulder just randomly sprained itself and then I completely <laughs> was incapable of sleeping for an entire night. Love wasn't this. as bad as it usually is. It only lasted one time, one night. Although it does still feel a bit risky at the moment. Where it's like, I feel like if I just move move slightly wrong, it will just fuck it again. <laughs> and then I'll be screwed. So you don't know how it happened? No, I have this one. I just have this really annoying thing where it's just like, it wasn't even like I woke up and it was fine. It's like, I woke up, it was fine. Everything was perfectly normal. Went and sat in my computer chair and it was like, yep, this is all perfectly normal. And then when I <laughs> got up, got up to go and make my first cup of tea, it was a, or uh, breakfast, I guess, then it suddenly was like, oh, now I'm completely incapable of even standing up out of this chair because my shoulder has just completely fucked itself. Great. Thanks. Mm, well, maybe it's the sedentary lifestyle. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you spend the normal part, a normal portion of your day going, yes, everything is normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wake up, sit down in the chair, check for normality. Yeah. Try exactly. and make tea. Well, I mean, that is literally what you do <laughs> yeah. in the morning on the internet. It's like you sit down and make sure everything's perfectly normal in the world. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, good. Nothing's not the place to do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, the internet is not the place to do that. Well, you have to accept a certain amount of unnormalness from the internet, but like. <laughs> unnormal. It's like, are the levels of normality acceptable today? Or have they gone yeah. off the charts? Look at the front page of BBC News and see if there's anything particularly ridiculous uh, going on. I wouldn't look or there. Or not. Lately, it's not been very good <laughs> on there. But I don't know if it's been... It's not been unusually bad. Yeah, I guess it's not <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's normal. Like, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose it's a reputable news source, therefore it's not going uh, to be too yeah. painful. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the only one that I can be bothered to look at. <laughs> I don't even know why. I guess it's just because. Yeah, I, think I, I guess it's just because it's bookmarked because of iPlayer. Yeah. So, so I'm just like, <laughs> that's just a bookmark I can click on with relative ease without having to think about. I think I only use the Beeb just because their app's pretty good. It's not the best app though. It's okay. I think it's improved, but it, the one really annoying I, UX of the BBC app is it's incredibly easy to accidentally swipe to the next story when you're only trying to scroll down. And no, I've never really had that problem. I've, oh. had, I've, I've had that problem with like Apple News. Right. I just or find it annoying because it's like... Maybe, no, I don't know. Because it's not like a swipe from the edge of the screen to flip or from the edge to flip story. It's like a swipe, a yeah. horizontal swipe anywhere changes the story. And and also the BBC News app has constantly like gone, ah, oh, this story is updated. I'm going to jump you to right to the top and you're going to lose all of your scrolling position <laughs> reading this story constantly. Oh, but that's, like, that's like the problem with a thinner scroll like based apps isn't it it's like you kind of need some pagination yeah ideally. but it's not in some goal. kind of day based like this was issue like so you could skip through to go to tomorrow's news but isn't like that though is it it's not in finish scroll with articles is it or well, isn't i mean my, my phone it's it, it's got like a, a hard limit it doesn't in finish scroll like, like but it doesn't have that many in its column from right. what i remember like it's just like it's like yeah. a headline list almost rather than yeah. a, 
But I mean when I'm in the article trying to read, it'll skip me to the top of the article and I'll lose where I was reading. How often are you reading actually live articles on the BBC? They don't mm. do updates that much. On yeah. Well, that apparently they articles. do. But I think they must be fixing typos while I'm, or whatever they're doing while I'm trying to read it. <laughs> so you're, like that, you're that much on the news? Well, no. Or not specific not. one or two news stories? Anyway, no, maybe it's just it. me. Just find it very annoying. It's happened for years as well. It's not like a new thing. This is something that's. See, I'm actually, hard. I'm actually having a hard time getting it to do the. Hor- I'm, I'm playing with it now. I'm, like, I'm having a hard time getting it to do the, the horizontal swipe. It's there, but it seems tricky for it to do it, especially well, maybe, if I've just vertically scrolled. It's probably different on uh, Android. Is it? Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah. yeah, it could be a phone sensitive yeah, thing, could like be. some kind of the actual overlay architecture of the phone's or maybe touch the, interface. Or maybe the easing of the scroll is OS controlled and works a little differently and maybe it doesn't side swipe while it's easing still. Speaking maybe. of UI things that are, are annoying, I think I mentioned it on maybe even the last podcast how YouTube have fucked with the history list again where, or maybe I only mentioned it to Rob. <laughs> they In your history list, when you want to delete an item out of your history list, there's a little X on the top corner of the item and it deletes it. And they made it so that when you click the X and it deletes the item, it puts a little bit of text that says this item has been deleted. So you can't just hold, hold your mouse in one space and keep clicking to delete oh, the items yeah, as they scroll yeah. up into oh, the space. Right. That's and the that weird thing was, like, they changed it. And then there was like a week where it changed back. And I was like, oh, thank God, someone realized that was bad. And now it's, like, now it's bad again. Yeah, it back again. <laughs> The I thing mean, I find yeah. annoying with YouTube is there are sometimes where it suggests something to me, like or it will be something in the continue watching panel that I am actually going that, that I'm not going to continue watching, but I do want the continue watching panel to be there. Right. So when you, you remove, need to be some, like, you need to be so, like, I will, I, I, I've watched that sufficiently. <laughs> yeah. Please just take it out of my continue watching list, please. That's fine. Well, just like open that tab in another tab and mute it. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just let, let it play let, out. Let it run. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite annoying because the last time I tried to remove something from that from that section, there was only one thing in that section, admittedly, but it was something I wasn't going to go back to. Oh, and the, and the like, X just counts for the whole thing. It X. just closes the whole yeah. section. And it's like, no, 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 I actually want that. But it, but then it does the same thing you were talking about. It puts a big banner up instead saying, um, instead of saying like, oh, you, look, the section just disappearing, it puts a section well, up saying, oh, we important. won't show you content like this in future. And it's like, no, that's not, that's really not what I intended. <laughs> well, yeah, but you could just undo that. Yeah, immediately. But it's just like it's weird having the X or like the remove thing, sort of just having slightly odd behavior. Well, it's slightly places. weird that that it has that feature on like on the like default YouTube things, like continue watching and and watch later. You can just delete those whole sections maybe by accident. Yeah, like it makes sense if it's like a channel and you're like, oh, I don't want to see that channel. And you just get rid of that. <laughs> but when it's like the base stuff that YouTube does with its algorithms and they let you get rid of that it's like what what is that telling youtube to do i wish the um there was an option somewhere for the watch later list to so you could clear it once you've actually watched it because because at the moment it doesn't automatically clear stuff out of the list if i've watched it does it not have like a list like the in the history list page or something no so what i mean is if yeah it does have it there is a whole watch later list you can go to like the history list yeah but the problem is is that doesn't clear so if i've watched a video it's still in the watch later list. Yeah, but you just go in there and exit, right? Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, just, it's a manual thing. It's well, like if, it, if it's in my watch later list and I've watched it, it's not. it shouldn't be in my watch later list. Are you sure list, you've watched it all the way through? Is it the same problem? <laughs> they can tell that. They can tell, though, if you've watched it all the way through, right? So I, yeah, because I, I, I think there's a lot of them I definitely have watched all the way through. There's a lot that I have. Because the trouble is that you come up on YouTube is when, you know, nowadays 
videos have like 10 second end cards where it's like here's the bit where the link goes and if you close the video before that's done <laughs> it still counts though i think i, I think well, it has a bit of hope, on there yeah you hope that it's smart enough to work that kind of thing out but who knows because it's not like those end cards are like I mean, they're technically sort of set by YouTube because of the way that they standardize end cards in general, but not necessarily the length. Like, the layout might, mm. might be more standard. YouTube. Yep. It's both the best and terrible at the same time. Yep. I had a thing, like, last week, I think, where the sidebar, where it's just a big list of videos... There's a show more button, you click it, it doesn't show anything else. <laughs> it's like, oh, good job. <laughs> oh, I thought, I'd quite like to see more, but not quite these ones you've suggested, please. Can I have another set? No. That would be this nice, too, if you could somehow, like, because it's another thing, you, when you're when it's doing those on the front page where it's got those suggestion bars, but they're not, like, for specific channels, they're, like, for topics. With like gaming or whatever, and you're like, oh right, yeah. You can delete the video videos individually, but it'd be nice if you could just go and be like, get rid of all of those and show me some more. But maybe not with, not by saying that you don't want to see those. It's just like you don't want to see those ones. Yeah, I wish that the top panel was it the main suggested viewing panel could go more than one click of more. Yeah, and that's only that's like not even a full more. It's like a half extra number yeah it's like you start with 10 and you end up with 15 it's like that's not even it's a little bit more <laughs> but not yeah give me give me more yes it's like you need you do need that second step of granular granularity where it's like not don't show me this but show me some different things <laughs> is there another way like yeah because some stuff hangs about in that list for ages yeah like and it's like surely you've realized i'm not gonna watch that um I wish there was, yeah, there should be a button to just say, like, clear this, please. Give me another set. Try again. Reroll. Just open everything in the new tab and just have them all playing in the background until they go away. <laughs> or no, they wouldn't be in tabs anymore, though, would they? They'd be in the no, zip. of course not. <laughs> if, there was, <laughs> if there was an option to do that, they'd put them in, like, a billion of those little mini players that mm. they now have. Yeah. Have you seen their new... Um you know desktop like when you go full screen now you can like scroll down even though you're your full screen and see the comments it's kind of weird have you seen that weird yeah no, it's weird. i don't think i have yeah i normally used... like only read the comments after i've watched the video <laughs> yeah well. understandable but normally it's like okay full screen if i want to see a full screen then it ends and then go back to normal and scroll down to view the comments. But now if mm. you go full screen, it's like you can still scroll down, which is really weird because it's like the content is right on the edge of the bottom of your giant screen. Huh. It's weird. weird. Yeah, it's I mean, weird. I've seen other places do it where it just puts the video into a small window as you scroll down. Like well, even Steam does that on its on pages on store right. pages that have a video like a live video at the top, like oh, a stream. Interesting. You can scroll down and it just puts the stream into a little pop out. Picture in picture thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, not in picture. Picture in window. Page, yeah. <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon it would have been a better implementation if they did like you can read the comments, but we'll put them as like um, a Twitch chat window on the side. Well, I mean YouTube chat goes there as well, I guess. I know, but would you... live YouTube shit. I know, but oh wait, but if you're watching live YouTube, would there be both a chat and a comment thread so you could have both for maximum flames? I don't know if you can have the chat and the comments turned on at the same time. <laughs> it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, probably not, because if you 
I think it's, I, I guess it probably depends on like how big the channel is or whatever, but I'm pretty sure when you've got YouTube chat, you can have it record the chat. Yeah. So you can have the chat replay like Twitch does. So is YouTube part of your checking that the world is normal after waking up? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I, well, I don't think because I don't, that you, doesn't really tell me anything. I don't think why YouTube. It's I like was, that doesn't tell me anything about the world. It tells me yeah. about the normal people who are uploading stuff. I guess. I also generally don't think. Well, I don't. Yeah, normal there is is a bit of a in quotation mark, surely, because it's. Like, I don't think any YouTube personality is all that reliable. Like I don't know, in a world of like, well, they're reliably uploading like exactly the same number of videos per week or whatever. Sure, there's <laughs> yeah, that. So they're, 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 reg- they're regular. Whether or not like you can trust them in terms of like how 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 exactly are they sponsoring them today? I'm pretty sure I've come across like shady ass videos where they're not sponsored, but they just keep going on about this product for no decent reason in the middle of it. Like, oh, have you tried these things called shirt stays? <laughs> That was a weird one I was watching the other day. They were just advertised. They somehow managed to keep getting in references to this like thing that's like um it's like suspenders, but they attach the bottom of your shirt to your feet. <laughs> so it looks like your shirt is always permanently nicely tucked into your trousers. It seems like that's a bit long. Yeah. I don't think you need to go all the way to your feet. <laughs> I know, right? It seemed really str- Surely at certain angles, if you bend your leg in a certain way, you're gonna get one of those like awkward, like just elastic lines, like trying to make your leg yeah, look Yeah, pushing look out the fat. back of your trousers. Yeah. And so I strange. guess above the knee would be, the, but then what are you going to attach it to? They look a little bit like the sort of um, like clip-on suspenders you sort of like would wear to like uh, I don't know a wedding or something. Attached to, <laughs> attach to your trousers just to make them look a bit fancier, but they're like they're not real suspenders, I suppose, because you're literally just clip, like using one of those super stiff crocodile type clip things to like hook them on the places. Mm. I don't know how real suspenders used to work back in the day. But maybe that I is think they do just kind of clip onto things. Yeah, well, I, thought, I assume they sort of tied onto things. Or, no, I think or looped through some nice little. Well, yeah, if there, if there was a loop, it was might it might have been built into certain kinds of clothes. Yeah, but I'm pretty I sure it's wrong. mostly just clips. Yeah, or buttons. Suspenders for your shirt downwards. <laughs> It's not really suspending. It's like yeah. the opposite. What is that? Like tensioning. Ten- yeah. <laughs> Shirt tensioner. <laughs> oh, that sharp look. No shirt muffin top. You actually kind of want to do the opposite. Instead of having it go from the bottom of the shirt down your trousers, you want it entirely internal to the shirt where it clips between the bottom of the shirt and the top of the shirt, the shirt that pushes outwards. <laughs> like a rod yeah so it makes the shirt straight that's even weirder would you look a little bit well you wouldn't be able to do side bend or any kind of bends for that matter no tying your shoelace might be a problem yeah <laughs> but if you're just hired to stand outside a gala of some kind then perfect But it give you like I'm imagining it in my in my head. These rods make you look a little bit like American football players. Well, you're thinking it's on. pushing like, up the shoulders. I'm thinking worse than that. I'm thinking they'll push out, like <laughs> wideness. So you end up looking a bit like the the upside down triangle of the heavy or something from TF2. Things are sort of war. Shirt beefers <laughs> make you look beefier. Make you look beef in a shirt. Straight rods. That's weird. How's everyone? 
Are you normal, Dan? Well, checking the state of the world, finding <laughs> it to be normal. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. December's a right off. When you compare basically. the state of the world to yourself, does yeah. that make you feel more or less normal? Uh, more, Probably I would say. More. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, like an island of normality amongst this craziness, but that's fine. We say in my living room, bathed in red light. Well, yeah, <laughs> hey, less normal. Hey, in... Smart home shenanigans. <laughs> Although that's that's like less normal ahead of a curve that's going to catch up eventually, I guess. Like normal will become that, but you're you're on the on the leading edge of the curve, <laughs> relatively speaking. You're not like bleeding edge. You're like slightly less than that. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm still a consumer grade edge. I suppose. Yeah, it's not prototypes. It's stuff you can buy in an actual shop. It's definitely getting pretty popular, though, isn't it? All this. All this. Gadgety stuff. I imagine like, so. Uh, some, like the number of people I know that have just got uh, like an Echo or something like that, but then haven't actually attached anything else to it. Right, yeah. that's the trick, isn't like, it? I think like the start is like you know the Echoes are getting about for sure, but it's because they're seriously um, cheap because Amazon mm. wants them in every house possible, especially when there's some kind of sale. Yeah. <coughs> oh, that's gone down the wrong hole. Oh. <laughs> Black Friday. coffee in my lungs. <coughs> ah, apologies. Very coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, so what did you get in the Black Friday sale? Because I got, I think, nothing. Stuff. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I got a Christmas present for my brother. Oh, nice. Good t- ahead of time. I, like, I yeah. like those. I won't say what it is. No? He's listening. But, uh, no, I, yeah. I kind of like stuff like that. Don't Don't tie yourself to the day, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> I just, don't think you do tie yourself to the day for Christmas. Well, <laughs> that would more be a like bit late. <laughs> a panic of the couple of days before. Probably. Oh yeah, just 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 buy gifts. Just get gift. Any time of year is gift day. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was uh, just uh, saying that, like, not that I ever did before, but all the physical media is out the window in terms of gift giving. You can't buy old reliable stand-up dvds or anything for anyone can you anymore uh, yeah especially if you're the person you're buying them for or knows anything about technology then a dvd is well out yeah it's all, and also well any kind actually of unless unless you're buying disney or marvel because you won't find them on netflix yeah but even like used to be able to buy people albums and stuff oh yeah but spotify ruins that I can't do yeah. that anymore well unless you're like Got your parents still, you know. Although, although my dad does listen to pretty much yeah. everything on you. Even my dad listens to everything on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, if someone got me a CD, I don't, I don't know what I wouldn't know what to do with it. I'd have to. Yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> does, does YouTube allow like? Well, I suppose anyone could upload it, I guess. But like, does YouTube allow like whole albums to to like go up, or do they? Like only put the singles up. Well, there's YouTube like Music, or... isn't there? Which is their Spotify there is now, that they're trying. Yeah, to Yeah, but do. you have to pay for that, right? Right, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, it must. Then again, be... I don't. I don't pay for Spotify. I use Spotify free just while I'm working. But right. Um, I put I put up with their terrible ads. I pay for Spotify. That's definitely worth it. Um, I use it more than Netflix, to be honest. Um, I, yeah, I only use I only use it while I'm working, and I use it as a guide of. Stuff I might actually want to get for realsies. Yeah. 
like Hideki Neganuma's new track. <laughs> I mean, you needed Spotify to tell you that, really. Well, it's on Spotify, and it's also on Bandcamp, available now. <laughs> All the Jet Set Radio soundtracks on Spotify as well. So. Yeah, yeah. S- Sega have done a fantastic job, actually, yeah. of just putting up a lot of their, their OSTs recently. Sonic Forces went up. And so it keeps suggesting Sonic Forces <laughs> nice. music at me. And it's like, I haven't actually played the game. No, you don't want to be spoiled on the terrible possibly music. Some of it sounds all right, actually. <laughs> Are you guys going to do a Let's Play on that win? <laughs> oh, well, oh, we'll do it eventually, for sure. <laughs> when someone eventually buys Rob that as a joke. I mean, it keeps. I mean, it's been on like 50% off deals. Let me just write deals. that down. <laughs> Cheers, Dan. Cheers. <laughs> for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and no, Sega, Sega do a pretty good job, and I, I think there are a few other um, like game devs and publishers that are getting on board with this idea because ultimately it's like it's a it's it's another revenue stream, right? Because like you stream it on Spotify, you get a bit of cash. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like so you know most game OSTs aren't released on disc or anything like that, except the super fancy ones like Near Automata got a, like a multi disc release, and you know Final Fantasy endlessly releases stuff, but. Uh, you know, for the little littler titles like Lethal League, for instance, <laughs> they put most of their soundtrack up in a, or most of their the the soundtrack they had done for them up on a, you know, up up on an album. Just go listen. Mm. It's great. Crypt of the Necro Dancer is there, which it keeps suggesting at me as well. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm just there's a general trend, right? I suppose everything's getting like digitized or whatever and non-physical and so you can't buy those as gifts anymore but i like it i like not having tons of physical things you know it's annoying when you have to move i mean i need, <laughs> I need a bit of that because i my living room is currently filled with tons of physical things. yeah you could convert <laughs> I have too a much, little bit i have way, way too much stuff but or i'm it, terrible at organizing it one of the two it presents a problem though when you're trying to buy gifts for people because even it, let's say okay you can't buy them DVDs or CDs anymore but you so instead you buy them other physical things but then they're like no I'm I'm like a digital nomad now I don't need to stuff like I don't well I I tell people not to bother these days it's like yeah, yeah on, on, honestly I don't like I don't unless your gift is super thoughtful and like a, like a one of a kind thing don't worry yeah. don't and, and don't worry about it it's not a, not a thing I'm not going to be yeah. offended by the fact you didn't get me a uh, Oh God, my mum is the worst for this. <laughs> like she, she, she gets little weird trinkety things like all yeah. the time. What, are you gonna, just... what am I going to do with this? Exactly. Yeah. Just one year she bought us like knockoff Tiger electronic LCD games, and it's like, yeah, okay, this this is this might get used once, but they're not real Tiger electronic stuff, so they're not worth anything. And it's. <laughs> And, uh, and it's like, I appreciate what you were trying to do. Yeah, it's like, he uh, likes it, games, so and that's a game that looks good, yeah. so we'll get that. And then it's like, no, but no matter what it is, it's like, if they like it, they probably know better than you what one to get. And if you get the slightly less good one... Yeah, I know, like, we, we've thanks. been we've fallen foul of that a few times. It's like, there was one year where Gnome's dad went out of his... In the early days of the iPhone, went out of his way to get her and Victoria a uh, an iPhone. Mm. Except they weren't real iPhones. Oh shit! Chinese yeah. knockoffs. By the time I looked at them and was just like, "This doesn't seem right." Oh, bad. I've I've seen that. Like a friend of mine had a Chinese knockoff for ye- for years and didn't notice. Oh wow! Yeah, and she worked in an Apple store as well at one point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
But it's like it ran the same OS, I'm sure. Like, I don't know. She took it to the Apple Store to f- get fixed, and they said, yeah, this isn't an iPhone. <laughs> like, because, you know, they're made in China, right? So it must all be like mm. a supply chain thing. It must have been mostly authentic or I don't know. Anyway. I forget who it was that was trying to coin. It, was, it might have been Kotaku at one point where they were trying to coin the phrase curf for these things because they had a they had a, a running series called Keep It Real Fake. Curf. Right. And so they just called any fake devices they came across curfs because they could put it in the article. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the fake Chinese Lego? It's amazing. It's almost exactly <laughs> no. the same. Yeah, it's like le- leopard or something. Um, and they just, they don't even, like, they. it's not like, oh, they make fake Lego bricks. Um, they, they make the same sets. They copy every single part oh, of it wow. with the same photography on the box and everything. It's just uh-huh. a complete but, but completely rip-off. recreated? Like, they don't just take the original, like, photo work on the box and just reprint it? Or are no, they I think they like, do. Recreating the scenes? No, I think they just, I think they might be photos of the Lego models on the box oh, and then their fake cool. one inside. But it, the how close they are is pretty impressive. In terms of, I think they well, it's must. Not like that's hard to copy. Can <laughs> you just into... literally just make a mold of a Lego brick and you pretty much. Yeah, copy. but there's a lot of different bricks, aren't they? And you have to get the right like kind of plastic, right? And otherwise, they would <laughs> not, not necessarily. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's, that's that's probably how they're they're getting around. They're getting it, around yeah. it, but like they must be knockoffs of the original molds or something because it must be complicated sure. to design the molds. So there yeah, must yeah. be some. I don't know how they do it. It's, it's really weird, but I, I, would, I would recommend Googling that because it's fascinating how close they are to Lego sets. In, in some regards, isn't it relatively easy just to like double mold a uh, like Lego piece, you know, put it in something to make a make an make an impression of it. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, then I guess you make the impression and then perhaps you 3D scan it or something like that. And then you just 3D print. Then you've got a schematic or something for yeah, a proper maybe. mold. And then, yeah. Yeah, probably you don't even need to use a physical mold any longer. You probably literally could just scan the thing and have it create an exact duplicate out of 3D printing. I suppose, 3D, close enough to I suppose 3D printing would still be too expensive, like mass producing this stuff. Well, they're not going to yeah. 3D print every piece, but you can 3D print a new mold, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. like the mold part. Yeah, you probably could. Or at least use that as the prototype. and then. Oh, and the best thing is, of course, like they, they can't put... They copy all the Star Wars sets, but they can't call it Star Wars, so it's like Star Plan. <laughs> so they have <laughs> all these random shitty or yeah, Space Wars. <laughs> yeah, as usual. Sun fight. Star Plan. That's quite good. <laughs> Star Plan. <laughs> it's like an architect. Architects in space. It sounds like a game I could play actually. Star Plan. Somebody get on that. You've got a sale right here. That's pretty much every game that already like that's already <laughs> what factor areas, I guess. Star plan. It's so on a planet, not technically in space. Star plan's a good name. Planet is in space. Star plan's a dumb name, but it's a cool name. <laughs> that's great. Do they do um Duplo as well? <laughs> Chinese Duplo. Let's see. Lepin Duplo. I'm sure they probably do. Though. Yep. Is it? Is it? What's it called? This is the important bit. Uh, I'm trying to work Dupo? it out. Or double Lego. 
What is <laughs> Just it? call it double Lego. I can't really. That pin. Oh, oh no. That's anyway. Never mind. <laughs> oh. They definitely do it. I just can't find the name. Do they still have the weird bunny thing as the symbol? I think they do. Yeah, Duplo does, doesn't it? Yeah. Why was do. that the symbol of Duplo? Like the, the weird bunny thing? Because that was what they had instead of minifigures. <laughs> they had their weird, basically animal heads that you just stuck on Duplo bricks to make uh, characters with like not googly googly eyes. Yeah. Anyway, fake shit. And not knowing what to get as presents and not knowing how to receive presents. Yeah, just don't do it. Just don't. Yeah, just fine. Don't. I've been way ahead of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I knew well before you did that that was how it was going. I know. Go. It's, a, it's a thing you sort of. It's a thing you grow out of, I think, pretty late. As, well, as, yeah. ki- as a kid, I remember being quite an arse about birthdays. Like, <laughs> like being, like, especially. Yeah, but that was going to be one the chance to get good yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like if I didn't, if I wasn't a complete pain in the ass about an N64, I'd never have got one. <laughs> That's <was laughs> probably the, true. To the point where it was a massive surprise when I did. Even as a kid, it was just like, "Oh, you actually did! <laughs> All right, <laughs> sweet." And sweet no. it was. Speaking of random gifts, except not gifts, because these are not things that have any monetary worth. Steam gave me two random gift vouchers this week. Oh, it gave me a couple of vouchers as well, but they always suck. Yep. Except this time, for the maybe the first time ever, one of these vouchers was actually almost worthwhile. Almost worthwhile. It was for like, it was like a fifteen percent discount off five hundred plex in Eve. So oh, that's okay. like right. buy Eve money for cheaper. And I was like, and then you could just turn that into like, well, yeah, you could do whatever the hell you do with Eve money in Eve. But the trouble with that was that because it's Steam, it would be tied to the Eve account I have on Steam, not my actual account. Oh, full but then I guess I could have traded it to my actual it. account, yeah. I guess. <laughs> fly, but then fly, I was like, is, is that really worth all this effort? <laughs> Probably not. So I haven't used that voucher. <laughs> Screw it. Would it be enough to buy some decent time? I don't know what the actual conversion rate is any longer. I haven't been in right. for long enough to see. <laughs> don't know how much 500 plex is actually worth nowadays. What is your Eve status at the moment, Zeg? None. <laughs> I turned my account back from a free account for quite a while. Clones are hibernating. Yeah. I haven't even logged into the free account. <laughs> Mainly because I just don't want to fucking update the goddamn client. Because <laughs> I know as soon as I launch it, it's going to be like how many gigs of updates and who knows what, you know, my problem with how Eve is even installed on my system with all its fucking multiple the, the steam install and the actual install and the actual install is like fucking got a weird path because i had to bridge it or whatever to make it not install in fucking windows directory and all that bullshit like i don't even I, that's one of the things that if i were to ever actually get around to getting a new pc i'll be like this time when i install leave i'm gonna be very careful mm. <laughs> and make sure to do it once correctly maybe just through steam and then i'll access all of my accounts through that one client <laughs> Probably get a big enough SSD now, though. It won't really matter as much. Well, yeah, I guess so. Having more space to work with would mostly solve that problem. Although I still wouldn't want it to install in inside like the user directory in Windows or whatever. Yeah, Don't put actual amounts of file in there. That's not where that's meant to go. I was reading this thing about SSDs and that they've, be- they've become weird and potentially not good. <laughs> like, 
there's this there's this stuff that they're like they're layering on. I can't remember the technical thing, but there's something like there's like single states and double states, and now there are quad states or something, which like has significant cache problems or something. So if you're running like large file transfers for like more than a minute, they run like dog slow because you've taken up the entire cache space on this drive while it's processing or something weird like that. Yeah, what what Linus Tech Tips did a pretty good video on it, but yeah, so SSDs not quite so simple. You can't just rely on them; it'd be good anymore. Hmm. Well, no, I guess they got too big. Yeah, got to be careful. So we'll be going back to how it was initially when SSDs first came out. When yeah, you have, yeah. You have the small one for fast transfer and then the big one for storage. And and potentially, well, and the, all, all of the originals had pretty chunky shelf life. Oh, yeah. But, that was the original reason. Yeah. Yeah, no, you got, you can't get a laptop without an SSD now, can you? No, no. And it makes sense for laptops, right? Because they're more prone yeah. to shock, which is the thing that killed hard, like pr- old hard drives, mm. primarily. I have a feeling I'm probably going to need to start replacing the old ash drives that are in my machine. I have a feeling that that's why the uh, one of the you know the, the the version of Windows I have on there that runs all our all my uh, production-y stuff, I suppose, as opposed to my gaming OS. I think that's why that drive is running ridiculously slow because it's probably dying <laughs> so right makes sense yeah. i always find it quite funny how long it takes for my drive to spit up like when i actually go to access something because my computer's like wait what you wanted to access that it takes oh longer yeah when... to, it takes longer to spit up the first time than trying to you know get something like from when you're... new york over the internet <laughs> It's like yeah, if you're trying to access something from the NAS drive here, like uh, like and it, you, you can hear both drives yeah. spin Ooh. up sequentially, <laughs> yeah. and like so it will it'll boot one and it'll go, Marp. <laughs> and then the second one will go like a few seconds later, Marp. and then, and then like a while later you can actually get at the data. But... So it's annoying that the NAS drive doesn't just spin them up both at the same time. I wonder if there's like a power surge when mm. they, as they're accelerating. That it can't deal with, so it just just to be safe, I'll I'll run you all one at a time. I still think it's pretty cool. You've got a NAS. I would get one. The NAS is probably one of the best things I've ever bought. It's like it's 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 nice having that level of security. Like yeah, it's not as good as having like an offsite backup. And I am still considering like doing like like paying for some online storage to just back stuff up to, but. yeah, say for instance, one of the drives in it dies. It's like no biggie. I'll just put a new drive in there. It will sort itself out. Mm, yeah, and I've still got two drive bays I'm not using in it, so loads of space. It means I can keep all of the happy salad videos <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. every podcast we ever make. Although I am getting rid of master files. Sorry, I'm not that much of a production head. I am getting rid of the WAVs because they're huge, yeah, they're gigantic. Yeah, <laughs> and you know I'm not keeping the raw gigabytes upon gigabytes of footage that we video sensible if we ever need any of that stuff we'll just make more <laughs> that's how that works right should we do some news what there is of it what's going on in you... news nah. nothing yeah not a lot I can tell you what I bought at Black Friday <laughs> well I know what you bought Black Friday. Oh, yeah, I'm cause... looking at it yeah <laughs> A television. Indeed. Yep. I bought a Samsung Q9FN QLED screen. Now, what does QLED mean? 
for those he's not as good as OLED. <laughs> yeah, it kind of means like it's it's an LED based screen, so it's you know it's LCD tech effectively with LED based backlighting. Um, but the quantum part of it, supposedly, I don't fully understand it. It's something like they can like change the size of a dot in front of the pixel or something, and that acts as an extra way they could control the color or something weird like that. There's some weird extra thing that their quantum dot layer can do that normal LCDs can't. Okay. I kind of think it's nonsense, but there, apparently there is something to it. Here's the um, science part concentrate. I, I, no idea. No. It just <laughs> it sounds like it might sounds kind of like it's just like another LCD stacked on top. Like Maybe, it has another yeah. dot layer that that can turn on and off independently to the actual layer. Maybe it's a way that they uh, can attain slightly harder blacks or something because they can use another LCD layer to just darken it or something. Hmm. Anyway, whatever. It looks fucking cool. <laughs> what it's, size is it? Uh, uh, it's a 55, so it's nice. bigger than my last one. Uh, upgrading from 40 from a 10-year-old Samsung, so I'm keeping in the Samsung family. And uh, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's uh, yeah, review time. It's a hell of a lot better than the last one. Like more than I would ex- I, I expected actually. Well, Even just running years. like TV and stuff through it, like it's just it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice viewing experience. Once you've tinkered to, yeah, to bloody Factories, forever factory settings. Was the like that? Well, it, this I gotta admit, this had a fairly. This was better than most TVs out of the box I've seen. Like just the first time you fire up, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was hyper dynamic and it was a little. It was very, it was, you know, super vibrant. A bit much. Had all that motion stuff turned on. So you know, you, you go through that process fine whatever that's that's normal but then when you know once you turned most of that stuff off actually the picture quality wasn't too bad where things get complex as it turns out is just how modern tvs work in general and how 4k ultra hd signals work and how audio now works and all of that nonsense it got complicated at some point go on then <laughs> so right for, so the playstation right in order to get the uh um, the you know the the whole 4K UHD um, sorry HDR yeah. experience. It's like so I I my amp doesn't support HDR. Um, I can't I can't run it through that way. So I have to run the HDMI cable direct into the telly. No problem, right? But then that creates like okay, how do I get the audio out of this? So the TV actually has this thing where it can like, apparently has been a thing for a while, and I just sort of missed it because I've never it has used an optical it. Hour. Well, it does, but that, I haven't managed to get that to work. That was my first approach. So the, the TV has an optical out, which I thought I could then feed into the amp and mm. just be like, oh, any signal the TV has, I'll just optical it back to the amp. But that, for some reason, doesn't seem to... The amp doesn't seem to hear anything if I oh, do it shit. that way. Uh, and I don't know if that's like a config thing, because the amp is weird, because you can assign different inputs to different um sources on the amp if you see what i mean so you have to root things a little bit right and it's like okay so i couldn't i don't know if the problem is there exactly supposedly there's something or it could just be a formatting thing because uh, in theory the tv then has to like decode and then re-encode the audio into a format the amp can accept which i thought might okay this might be a latency problem like cause a latency problem and maybe cause an audio compression step stuff like that probably not good um but then the TV does that anyway, 
through something called the audio return channel, which I didn't realize was a thing on HDMI. So, so the PlayStation is plugged into the TV via HDMI, but my amp hat obviously has an HDMI feed into the TV for everything else I use, like the Xbox and the Skybox and the Switch and all that stuff. Yeah, that's a different source. Okay. But the TV knows it's an amp. So it sends the audio feed back through the HDMI cable to the amp. What? And when that happens, the amp goes, oh, there's audio coming through the arc channel and just turns it and just switches to that. But so it's, um, so it's, the amp's already got audio from whatever source is plugged in. Except it hasn't, remember, with the PlayStation, because the PlayStation's feeding right. straight yeah, to okay. the, the, the okay, TV. Fine. And so in that scenario, that works. That's great. Oh, Where weird. things get a little weird is like, oh, so, okay, so my Xbox is fed into the amp and the amp then feeds into the TV. But if I'm not careful, the amp, the 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 TV would then start sending an arc signal back to the, back amp, to the amp. So the amp will start playing that instead, instead of just using the direct connection it has. Oh, dear. Which I think creates a little bit of latency and a little bit of compression. And it's like, okay, that's, mm, that's slightly odd. And it's like, so I can change the setting on the TV, but the way I have to do it on the TV is say, oh, actually, use the optical output, because I know that doesn't work. For, for <laughs> so the, the amp's box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the Xbox is feeding its audio over HDMI to the amp. I've told the and the amp's then feeding everything to the TV. But I've told the TV. the TV to output the audio using optical because I know that doesn't work. So the amp is actually reading the audio from the Xbox HDMI directly. And the optical is unplugged <laughs> from anything. I mean it's plugged in right now, but it, oh, it, like right. it, it's not it doesn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's okay. plugged in so I can toy with it and see if I can figure out if I can make it work. But yeah, apparently that's not doing it. That's not where it comes from. Yeah, so it's it's weird and a bit of a mess. And the thing I haven't quite figured out is will the TV remember the audio setting per, per source? My money's on no. So every time I switch between PlayStation and everything else, I reckon I'm going to have to go into the, the, oh, no. the audio setting and say switch to the other channel, please. Which it does at least make somewhat convenient with a little shortcut somewhere in the menu. Um but it's just, oh boy, it's just what, it's a little too much here. It's like it's getting stuff's getting complicated, man. Kind of just plug it in and have it go. And it's I like think the fact that you have an amp is step one in making things complicated. <laughs> well, <laughs> step one in making things complicated is is having an amp that doesn't deal with HDR. Well, an old amp, yes. If I got the model up the of the amp I have now, like it would look exactly the same. It would be another Sony STR. Um, I think it's the STR ten eighty. I think it would be. Um, be, would, everything in this setup would look exactly the same, except I could feed everything through the amp, and the amp would know how to pass through 4K HDR. And then, no problem, right? Everything would just go through that instead of to the telly. Everything's happy. But the way I'm, I, I don't intend on buying a new amp anytime soon. It's like it's another 400, 500 quid at least for that uh, Sony STR 1080. And it's, uh, yeah, so I don't, don't really want to do that. And this one's fine, you know. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so that was complicated. Spent far too long tinkering with settings. I'm still tinkering with settings. Um, and I've had the thing for like a week. How much lag is it going to introduce on the PC? More or less? In theory, <laughs> less. Okay. In, in theory, less. Because the game, the, one of the reasons to get this TV is that it's, the latency on the game mode is very low. Mm. Like, very low. We're talking like 19, 20 milliseconds, supposedly. 
which is pretty good for mode. a TV. Do you have to switch into that mode, or does it get that yes. from the source? Yes, so you, you, you turn game mode on, but it can supposedly automatically detect game mode, but I haven't had too much success with that. So I'll just turn it on. For the most part, just leave it on. <laughs> oh, just leave what it I on. That's what I did with the last telly, in fairness. I just left game mode on permanently. Mm. Uh, but it is incredibly pretty. I would say it's like I would say like compared to OLED, it's not perfect, right? There there are flaws. Um, like for instance, like the, so the technology it uses to keep things as close as possible to OLED is called local dimming. So it will, yeah. like the backlight is actually in segments yeah, around the not, back of the screen, yeah. and so it will turn some of those. It will turn those off as they're not needed, which works really well if you're face on, but if you're the viewing angle is pretty awful actually so oh, if you're off to one side a little bit you start being able to see the local dimming squares right and so you'll, you'll get a little bit more bloom you lose a little bit of color depth so right. most of the time that's not a problem because you're sat right in front of it right but uh it might be problematic like in the odd case where you know we've got lots of people here and we're watching a film yeah might be sitting in your armchair but but maybe you won't notice it's one of those things um but holy hell, when you actually get a proper signal running through through this, I'm yeah, this was a good idea. 4K HDR is lovely. Oh, definitely. Had to be done, man. Awesome. So, yeah, what, what's been your kind of showcase on it, gaming-wise, so far? Uh, so the first thing I ran through it was Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, which doesn't run at true 4K, but it, it gets, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty good. It's like, like a 1440, I think. Digital Foundry did a thing. Go check that out. Um, but it's one of those the games that uh, I think a lot of the games that uh, I've seen you can actually just toggle HDR on the fly, so you can do like a quick. What is this actually doing to the scene? And it's mm. like uh, the, the, basically what it's doing to the scene is boy that sunset is bright, right? And uh, like you, the, the, it's just a massive contrast difference, right? It's like if you yeah. turn it off, it's like suddenly everything looks quite washed out and in a way that it's like spider-man looked great on my old telly like i was yeah. super happy with how it looked there but you look at it now and i and i switch back it's like wow it is literally like night and day in and that's the level of co- contrast you get it's like it's it's so bonkers. many nits yeah and this is one of the things this this tv is very very good at hdr like the the, the max brightness it has is insane it's like if I turn the backlight all the way up, for instance, it is qu- it is actually getting to the point where it's painful to look at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you don't want a full like max white HDR screen because it is quite. It's just so bright. Yeah. Um. So like when you've got the little little bits of sun coming through trees and things, but that's exactly that's exactly what you want for that. Yeah. Um, and 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 for that, it's fantastic. Um. But as I say, because of the local dimming, because of the stuff, it's not as good as an oled in terms of bloom and in terms of the blacks. Uh, yeah uh, the, i mean the blacks are still spectacular but they're just like at times you won't get it like the thing with my old telly was that you know when it when it was supposedly showing black it wouldn't be black it would be gray with smudges yeah but that's just how those old backlights used to work um no longer a thing so that's nice um and i was also the only thing that stopped me from getting OLED was I'm paranoid about that burn-in thing that everyone keeps talking about. And if I was about to like take on games that I'm probably going to be spending hundreds of hours in, like yeah. Red Dead, then yeah, you don't want UI to be 
burned in to be permanently there yeah although red dead it's probably not that bad but yeah i don't know that radar circles there most of the time yeah so you can actually turn it off zelda style but it's yeah, quite, yeah yeah it's not as easy to play as zelda without it to be honest um, but yeah uh sorry so that, that that was that was my big thing i also picked up some stuff in the um psn black friday sale um so i've got a copy of god of war now just uh sweet which, to be honest, by the by the end of the year, I'll probably only have like toyed with very slightly, <laughs> just to be like, oh, I can see what that, where Dan's coming from. Okay, yeah. great. Now we can gotta, talk about it. Um, yeah, you got to play a bit of that for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'll pick up a few, a few other things, but mostly just stuff around the house, like a motion sensor for the lobby light and uh, stuff like that. Because I think I, mean, I think I may have talked about it on the cast before. Where I hate where the light switch is. Your house is badly designed. Yeah, the thing that we've discussed before. Because it's fine when you're coming, like so. The, the it's, it's the light you turn on the first thing you come in the house, right? It's that's that light right there. Um, uh, so, which is great when you're coming home, right? You open the door, the light switch is right there. You turn it on. It's awful when you're leaving because, like, if you're if you're leaving the house and you haven't already turned that light on, you go around the house and you turn all the all the other lights off, and then you're in the dark. <laughs> like so you like now, now you've got to stumble through the lobby to get to the end of the lobby to turn the light on to see what you're doing to put your shoes on and stuff and it's like so i've made that motion sense so you just wander over there you'll be fine i like it a lot it's cool <laughs> sweet and the cat doesn't set it off all that much so that's that's good too also convenient <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah yeah, so Black Friday was fun. Seg, what did you get at the Black Friday sale? Nothing. Nothing Same here. No. Steam Autumn sale didn't do anything for it. Well, I looked at the awesome sale and I was like, oh, look, like Valkyria Chronicles 4 is che- cheaper and, and stuff like that. But then I was like, yeah, but there's going to be a Christmas sale. <laughs> It'll be Might the as well yeah, wait yeah. one more month just in case. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a number of things I'm watching, but. I probably just won't have time to play them by the end of the year, so I'm not that bothered at the moment. Mm. I don't know, it's little things. Like I know it's only just come out, but if Tetris Effect could t- take a little bit of money oh, off, yeah. that'd be great. Um, How much is uh, it? I look, well, it's like 35 so it's quite expensive uh, for like a, a Tetris game. Yes. <laughs> Best Tetris ever. Supposedly. Apparently, supposedly. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Res Infinite is probably going to be on sale. Yeah, it wasn't, but... <sighs> Because uh, I'm now thinking, like, okay, okay. So this is the other problem I have with this setup. That'd be good on your 4K TV. <laughs> so I can feed 4K from my PC to the screen, no trouble, as long as I go through the amp. Because if I, uh, my original plan was like, oh, I'm going to plug the PC can drive 4K HDR, and supposedly the cable going around the room is rated to supply that. Sweet. Um, so I plugged it into the TV directly, turned UHD on. Uh, so I turned HDR on and everything like that. No picture at all. And it's like okay that's a problem turn hdr off and then i get a picture and it's like okay so okay maybe my cable isn't that good i did read some stuff saying that long cable distances yeah, um cause like will have, will have enough of a problem yeah that the data rate doesn't quite get there um so fine i i kind of expected that no problem so i then start trying toying with stuff on the pc and sure enough it works just fine Except I then noticed that the PC was only outputting stereo because the PC, when connected to the TV directly, it seems, only detects stereo as an audio option. Oh. Even though the TV is clearly capable of passing through 5.1 uh, 
signals through ARC. So it's like, well, balls, I'll just plug my PC back into the amp and we'll go, we'll do it that way and we'll screw HDR for now. That's fine because it didn't seem to be working anyway. And now everything's happy again. Um, uh, except for the fact that Windows is actually kind of flaky when it comes to like driving both a 1080 screen and a 480 uh, and a 4K screen at the same time. It's like it, it it tries to scale the UI on on your 4K screen so it's like it's not stupidly small, um, which which sounds great. Except for the fact that seems to play into how games think they render. So like uh, I, I, I tried playing, uh, we'll talk about it a bit later, but I tried playing a bit of Grip. But if you run that full screen on your 4K screen and you've got like UI scaling turned on, it won't use all of the pixels. It will only be actually rendering internally at 1080. Right. Which is because Windows seems to be limiting it or something weird. It's, like, it's, it's odd. So the process is, is quite awkward, um, as it turns out. Um, a little less 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 than convenient, but whatevs. I might. I, the other thing is, I don't think there are HDMI cables that are rated fast enough to for the length I need to actually make that work. Um, so, like, the only option you then have is to actually put HDMI repeaters somewhere in the loops. You've got a powered connection somewhere that just like reads the signal and sends a new signal, but out. Um, of which there is one place in my room where I could potentially do that. But yeah, just another little potentially awkward step if I ever want to run HDR from my PC. Not that there are many games that support it. Forza 4 supports it, which is why I wanted to try it. Cool. But I mean, there'll be more like that, I'm sure. Yeah, they're getting there. HDR support on PC is pretty poor, but but it will, it will improve. Is it, that's coming in monitors, I presume. Yeah, it is, isn't it? There's a face of standard, isn't there? For there's, yeah, there's a few monitors, I think, that support it, but not many. Mm-hmm. I mean, they focus on, like, the, 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 the you know, gaming monitors are focusing on high frame rate and FreeSync, G-Sync, and all that stuff. Yeah, you want HDR and G-Sync and, yeah, and resolution and response time <laughs> and refresh <laughs> yeah. rate. Yeah, and HDR. <laughs> what what's the dream like 4k 144 hertz yeah 4k 120 hdr would be nice but that's impossible at the moment because i think that requires a data rate that's not supported by um 120 i think frames is yeah is beyond the hdmi standard at the moment i think 4k mm. 60 hdr is the best you can do hmm. so how do you get 120 you have to go lower than Lower the resolution, or I guess you could go 1080 HDR. That's did you do 1440p HDR? Um, does that bring it under the threshold? Yeah, good question. Cool. I, I like my 1440 res, it's yeah, it's a, it's a nice middle ground, yeah, especially when it's so close to your face. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not so bad, anyway. Technology, it's complicated now. Most people wouldn't, well, I guess, would never know. <laughs> but, but it's, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's but, complicated yeah. if you want to dive under it and make it the best. Yeah. I, I don't think that's even true. I think what's complicated is that is 
it's not your fault, but you're having to string together a bunch of random disparate things in awkward <laughs> ways. Like if you could buy literally everything you own again simultaneously, it would probably not actually. Oh, be that sure. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you, if you <laughs> invested true. in a brand new system from a new scratch, for instance, yeah. in an in an ideal room. <laughs> Where, where the, where, yeah, get a builder in here to put some new plugs in and stuff too. Or, yeah, in an ideal room where I'd permanently have my PC ne- right next to the TV as well, and also have my desk right there, I guess, as well, and stuff like that. So there'd be no, no cable length problem. Then yeah, you can you can do it, but it's just like yeah, you have to pay mega bucks and upgrade everything <laughs> to make it work. Like so, the next thing I'm thinking about is like, okay, this this screen doesn't have any other connector other than HDMI, so no composite, no component, no R, uh, no no RF, no uh, none of that jazz. Like, can't do it. So old consoles are out at the moment. So I need to like consider uh, other options. Like you, like some old consoles, you can now get decent HDMI cables for them. Like they'll do a conversion on on in inside the cable on the way to the telly, and it will be fine. There's st- uh, there's a couple I found for the Dreamcast and original Xbox that might be worth a punt. Um, they're a little bit pricey, but they, they you know direct conversions, so it should be should be good. Um, or you go down the route of getting the also relatively pricey open source scan converter, right? Which is which is the uh, connoisseur's way of doing old. But would uh, that old, get us into like YouTube capture territory? Well, yeah, in theory. So you could use one of those and feed the HDMI signal to an Elgato device or something like that, and then just capture the HDMI. Would probably be the easiest way to use one of those. And that would give us Let's Plays of real old-school shit. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I do currently have access to a um, uh, a component and composite capture device. Oh, but I, I think that passes through in component and composite, so I'll, I'll have to investigate that a bit more. Yeah, it'd be fun to do some old old console stuff potentially. Yeah, interesting. stuff that we don't emulate anyway. Mm. <laughs> anyway, technology rant over. That's my news. That's better than news because there's no news. There's no news. <laughs> oh, I have got three items. Pokemon is okay, Fallout is really bad, and Red Dead Online is... We, I don't know. <laughs> it exists. Exists. Uh, end of news. Does anyone... Yeah. I mean, what's it? Fallout 76 on Metacritic is the lowest ever score for like a AAA game. <laughs> yeah. But that's probably because... Oh, wait, people for, for a AAA game or just a Fallout or game? Double no, A game, anyway. Yeah, no, not just a Fallout game. No, yeah, it's like 46 or something. There's got to be some stinker AAAs, though, right? That can't be true. Yeah, but well, not tri- most of the ones that you'd think of that would be bad aren't AAAs, right? They they would have been like the old B tiers. I guess the really yeah. bad ones. I mean, they've been some disasters, but we're talking like I don't know, I like yeah. aliens, Colonial Marines. I guess, that's not as AAA. That's right? not AAA. That's AAA. B. Come on, that's, Gear, that's Gear, like, yeah, that's Gearbox exactly. I mean, Gearbox <laughs> now has that reputation, but they were coming off the back of the Borderlands games. You know, they elevated Borderlands were AAA to... either. You might you actually really? consider no. this the incomparable, though, considering the amount of bug, the similarity of the bugs well, yeah, sure. <laughs> in Fallout seventy six and Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> what is, is there like bad AI and stuff like that? And... Well, there's always bad AI. That's yeah. just how the games are in that engine. 
not as bad as the AI being completely broken in colonial marines for a variety of reasons. Anyway, yeah, it's not gone that well. <laughs> Further cementing the viewpoint that I think we expressed ages ago that perhaps it shouldn't be a full price title. Well, like, yeah. Put it out as like a half price experiment. <laughs> and surprise, it hasn't been a full price title. They put it on sale pretty much on sale. Yeah, <laughs> I spoiled that. Hey, you know what else I saw the other day? Like, like, like on rush is appearing on playstation um plus next month so you know you can pick that up for free they're clearly like licking their wounds a little bit and being like how do we get this out to more players put it on the free services we already knew that yeah well it was on game pass <laughs> yeah but now it's like coming which is you know i paid for like you know a subscription <laughs> technically that you have to have access to it but now it's on playstation you can just get it for free That's news. News, yeah. <laughs> Ish. Ish news. So yeah, Pokemon, I guess, like, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is, like, basically a remake of Yellow, except with Pokemon Go capture mechanics. But it's got full battles, right, of all the trainers. Yeah, and all. It's got all 151 of the original Pokemon all modeled properly and stuff. and With attack animations with that attack, look cool. That look cool and... And it's like, it's slightly sterile looking, the graphical style, because it's like the Pokemon Go style, but looks yeah, I've heard good like enough. The big, well, I've heard the, like, the actual big complaint like with the visuals is like, it's not a huge improvement over what they were doing with the last 3DS entries. It's like, if you took those no. and just made the, and just up to the res. I mean, on, arguably on it's got actually got a bit less character it. than those DS ones. It hasn't got like the cell shading, you know, it hasn't got like, anime, oh, I see, right. Like, lines around yeah things. i guess it is quite flat in that yeah. regard and it's like like some of them are like like faces don't animate for instance and like most of the time they're just like sort of static as they're talking to you rather than right try, even, well, even, can... even the little two frame mouth animation might have added something you know all those last two you know all those most recent pokemon games i'm not sure i like their style of you know characters no or the either of the 3ds ones even back to black and white i think from what i remember of that game i just like i didn't like where they were going with that style isn't it just sort of like a slightly more big-headed version of the anime like you know and the way everyone's dressed and things like that kind of kind of not really (laughs) i don't know i think this one does look a bit like the anime i'll have to say like the the pokemon trainer they put in smash bros right that that version of ash yeah in the background that's more like yeah i'd like to see exactly yeah (laughs) right he just looked like an actual guy Kind of. Yeah, he's a bit better, a bit more normally proportioned, I suppose. So maybe that's where they'll go with the actual game, right? Well, but this we'll this temp, this stopgap game seems kind of better than I expected. Well, yeah. it's been massively popular. Let's put it that way. It's well, selling that's, like that's good. It's selling like hotcakes. I mean, that's even what they if, were intending. Yeah, they were, yeah. To, they were trying to lure people from casual games towards the actual Pokemon game in the future by using this game. Yeah, <laughs> I well, think did you hear, it's like, quite clever. Yeah, do you hear that Pokemon Go is adding PvP finally? Right, yeah. Pokemon Go Basically. is expanding, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um that so. they're actually gonna do proper, like, you know, player versus player, like have a proper Pokemon fight. I'm o- like, I know quote Pokemon unquote Go. proper Pokemon fight. <laughs> I, I know Pokemon Go players, like in the wild. There are people in London who play it. <laughs> <laughs> in the wild. Multiple, if you caught one. Yeah, and I caught one. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was super effective. Um it's on your yeah. shelf right now, just wobbling slightly. <laughs> they're around. They're still doing raids or whatever they're called. Gyms, I guess. I realized our lighting configuration at the moment looks a little bit like a Pokeball. Red and white lights. <laughs> yes, naturally. 
I've got like those IKEA paper globes, which doesn't help either. Anyway, I hope the actual Pokemon game lets me use the Pro Controller. Then I might actually buy it. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't. Oh yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, the the po- Let's Go yeah, the... doesn't support the no. Pro, does it? Like no. you have to use the Joy Cons, and even that you can only use one Joy Con. Yeah, because the second one is reserved for a second player to jump in at any time. Sure. Or you buy a little plastic Pokeball controller to use instead. <laughs> yep. I've heard people saying they actually quite like that. Yeah, they look kind like, cool. It's only got that one use as, yeah. as a motion device, but apparently the sensation feels pretty good, you know, yeah. as an approximation. Yeah. Although I'd be tempted to actually throw it is my problem. Well, yeah, I think you could probably get away with that if you have the wrist strap on, right? You could actually let it out of your hand yeah. and just whip round yeah, I guess. and dangle. And slap yourself <laughs> in the forearm. Yeah. You probably could at least slightly simulate throwing it. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, the best, the best thing to come out of it, I think, is the uh, the rescored music. As in, it's it's the same arrange, you know, it's the same yeah, score. Sorry, it's but it's cool. like it's been rearranged with, um, you know, orchestra style. Mm, yeah, pretty good. I mean, that original music is probably some of the best stuff in Pokemon, right? Or it's the most <laughs> memorable. I don't know. Yeah, if you actually go back and play Red and Blue, and be like, wow, nowadays. I mean, if you listen to the Game Boy version, yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. But like, what I mean, just, just the, the, the raw, the raw, but the raw tune, like some of the. I think if you take away the limitations of the hardware, I mean, like, I will say that I, from what I remember, and the, like, it's surprising how much I don't remember it, considering how many of these games I played. I think that the, I think the original battle music is, is still the best battle music they've done. Oh yeah, I think every other time they've tried to, because they, you know, oh, yeah. every time they remake a ba- make a new one and make a new battle music, they try to capture the same style, but it's always like it always just sounds like they've literally just sh- like poured the notes on the table and shuffled them around it's like this doesn't sound like a tune any longer <laughs> you've just randomly pitch shifted <laughs> the, the notes differently <laughs> in fairness there were some of the uh, i guess it's the dungeon music from that first game that are quite dissonant yeah in their note choices yes. but I, sometimes I, intentionally <laughs> i mean yeah i remember hearing them the first time being like Ugh, this is kind of horrid but then actually it's kind of like oh i know it's appropriate for the scene i get it and it sort of becomes less grating after a while. That's genius writing, if you can do that. <laughs> I don't know if it becomes less grating as much as you just don't notice it. Well, you just filter it out. Yeah. <laughs> when it's a 10-second loop or whatever for an old-ass game. I think that'll do for news. News! The question is, what have you been playing? Zach, what have you been playing? Well, I haven't got much to say in this at the either. Somehow, I feel like this has been another two weeks where I, where I look back and I'm like, "What? Well, what was I doing?" <laughs> You're just playing more oxygen. Well, yeah, that's the main thing I have been playing, but I don't even feel like I've been playing that much of that. Hmm. I guess I, it's like it's clearly the main thing I've been playing, but I don't remember playing it that much, really. Also, I've got to the point in my in this base where the actual game is starting to slow down, and I'm like, "Oh, oh no. no, you're <laughs> lagging it out." Oh no, I think that. I don't know if I'll be able to, like... Because I don't know how much lag this causes, but basically the surface of the asteroid, because it's being constantly hit by meteors, is just, like, a big pile of items, essentially. <laughs> like, all the the 
terrain up there basically gets destroyed by the meteors over time, as I previously discussed, when mm. like destroys the entire top of the asteroid. So uh, what I did to prevent that was like I built a corridor where it's just like you use your you use tiles made out of granite because granite is like the hardiest, easily accessible stone. And you build a corridor across the top of the map to protect it against the meteors, so the meteors don't destroy the entire goddamn map. But it does mean you have to constantly repair those tiles because the granite is hard, but not like invincible, unlike steel. So ideally, you want to have a complete, you know, layer of steel. But steel is expensive to make, so you, granite is like the stopgap measure. But it will probably just be like that on, over most of it forever, unless I get into the very late game. But then maybe it will lag up too much before then. Maybe mm. I won't be able to continue. But yeah, because of all these piles of items all over the surface from the meteor strikes destroying the terrain, and the actual meteors themselves bring in more items. Like, you get iron meteorites that drop little bits of iron, and then, like, the rock meteorites drop even more rock that then gets destroyed by the next meteorite and makes more items. It's just like, if I went up there and just cleaned all that up and put it into storage containers, would that make it better? Probably. <laughs> but then that, the trouble with that is, that's going to take a fucking long time. You're gonna to have to have your guys go up there and walk. So you've got to get everyone into spacesuits, obviously, <laughs> first to make that at all efficient. And then they can only carry so much stuff at once. And I mean, I guess the logical thing to do would just be basically build a storage container like every two tiles, <laughs> right, so they don't yeah. have to move very far to clear it up. And then see whether that makes the lag any better. Who knows? God, there's got to be fucking hundreds of tons of rock up there by now. Because <laughs> there's only some of it. Like you can look at my look at the big list on the side of the screen that tells you how, how much of everything you've got, and it's like, oh, there's 400 tons of of this one specific type of rock that only comes from meteors. It's like, well, that's fucking 400 tons is like you, that's what that's like 40 storage containers. No, more than that. It's like 12. 120 storage containers probably just for that one type of rock hmm. and your dudes can only pick up like the really strong guys can pick up like one ton at once <laughs> so that's like 400 trips it's like jesus this is gonna take forever you can i could theoretically automate it because there's like a building you can build the, the auto sweeper they could just pick up items off the ground and shove it onto essentially onto rail and then you could have that put it into a box automatically. So there's rocks at home on the rails. Yes, they're at home on the rails. But the trouble with that is that the auto sweeper can only pick up like 20 kilograms at once. So it's automatic, but it's real slow. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just leave it until the lag gets too much. Hmm. Or could, could this be the temporary end of your game for now? Like, or Well, I don't know. It's not... It doesn't seem to be getting worse quickly. Mm. It's like it's reached a certain... Because presumably, once I revealed the surface, it's like now it knows <laughs> that there's stuff all over it. So it got laggy a bit, but it doesn't seem to necessarily be getting more laggy. Do you know that... Have you got a, like a, are you running like a CPU monitor at the same time so you can like see if it's what, you know, where your bottleneck is? I don't think that would help, though, because like, you wouldn't be able to tell what within the game would be doing it no 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 sure but like it like just an, is it a resource thing or is it just the game incapable of dealing with a certain thing you know if your cpu is still i'm just intrigued with well, this I doubt stuff it. sometimes if like, is your cpu is still low for instance and it's lagging out it's like there's clearly some inefficiency in the game code that's causing a problem or well i mean it's waiting on things it's not, or, not like my cpu is the best but you know even fact where it slows down eventually mm. <laughs> that, that is you know that will be limited by your cpu but i wouldn't have thought 
I wouldn't have thought Oxford not included is necessarily as limited because it can't. It's not going to be doing as much calculations as Factorio does. Sure. Of tracking every goddamn item in the entire universe on Factorio. It's tracking a lot of items, maybe not that many. Hmm. Or maybe it's just more difficult in 3D. Well, and... Yeah, maybe. Well, not that it's 3D or anything. It's still 2D. There is gravity, I suppose. Maybe it has to. Maybe it's doing a gravity check to make sure those things aren't floating when they get chucked around by the meteors. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Well, it's less grid-based, maybe. So there's more. There's actually just more fine control yeah, required. That too, I guess. They the items can fall like not in grid-based positions. So I don't know. I, it's still fine at the moment. I, it's still manageable. I kind of want to clean up the surface a bit anyway mainly just because there's a like a, there must be like tons and tons of just free iron sitting around on the surface mm. from all the iron meteorites that have been cracking into the place it kind of solves your like refined iron problem because like during the mid game where you're like oh, i need to make some refined metal for these slightly higher tier buildings and stuff and you're like okay so i have to build a refinery and i have to that refinery then produces a bunch of heat, obviously, because you're taking the iron ore and smelting it into refined iron, and so you have to think about that. But then, like, you go to the surface of the asteroid, it's just like it's just covered in iron, free iron, hmm. <laughs> as long as you can get to it. Kind of solves that problem for iron. You might still want it want to smelt like gold, and and obviously you then have to still convert the iron into steel if you want to do that. But there's a lot of iron. Depends how long your game has been running, as well, obviously. I'm like 700 cycles or whatever, which is why I had to go and build that corridor to protect the top of the world. Because it really was, it, by the time I got there, it was already starting to eat into the actual biomes, not the surface. Right. I was like, well, yep, I arrived just in time, I guess. So, one of those things where if you were playing faster, the maps, there wouldn't be as much lag because there wouldn't be so much debris. Yeah. Right. Like, that's, it, it, you know, it's clearly slowed down over time. Uh, regardless of me just building stuff which obviously is its own source of lag but yeah the huge piles of stuff on the surface the longer you play the game for the more there is up there and i'm not sure there's any real way to just get rid of solid items like you could easily get rid of gas and liquids by just venting them into space <laughs> but i'm not sure if you could do anything about solid items like, it's the old dwarf fortress problem where once you get tons of items in that game that lags up Dwarf Fortress, obviously, for the same reason. Mm. But in Dwarf Fortress, you can build the Dwarven Atom Smasher, where you just have a... For some reason, because of the way this game... the name of that. Because of the way the game is programmed, if you build a drawbridge and lower the drawbridge on an item, it just annihilates it. <laughs> like, it, the game doesn't even remember it existed, basically. It completely wow. deletes it. So you can just make a garbage dump and just chuck whatever you don't want in, the, in there under the drawbridge and just crush it out of existence and, and recover your game from lag. <laughs> Genius. It's very convenient in Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think there's anything like that I can think of that you could do like that in, in Fortress. Is that like not a bug but it's a feature now? Or yeah. uh, I mean theoretically it's a bug, but it, it's kind of important to be able to yeah. Is it one of those things? Is it one of those things that probably had a bug at some point? So, but it, this is the, this was the quick fix to make it so the game was still playable if something specific. No, I don't happened. think it was a fix. I think it is still just a bug that people use for this purpose, right? I think maybe, I guess, if you drop items into a lava pit that goes to the actual bottom of the world, where there's a special type of tile that signifies the bottom of the world, I think items actually just disappear if they hit that. Hmm. And you can do that with bottomless pits as well, I think. That might not 
completely clear up the memory as efficiently as the Atom Smasher, though. Because sometimes, like with dead bodies and stuff, there's like it tries to remember that that item existed, even if the item itself gets destroyed at some point. Mm. <laughs> so who knows? But yeah, I don't think there's any way you can do that in Oxygen Not Included. You know, the best thing you could do theoretically is melt melt everything and then and then vent that liquid into space, but that's a lot of heat. <laughs> I'm not sure I can melt rock at the moment. Not easily anyway. So yeah, I'm in the I'm like in trying to do too many things at once is my current big problem because I don't have very much population and I can't really afford to bring in more dudes. Mainly because of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> Conveniently, the name of the game. Yeah. But actually, it's mainly because of water, which I'm using to make oxygen. It's like I don't have a high enough supply of water to continuously electrolyze it into oxygen. So I can only afford to bring in so many people. And I only just got around to fucking rebuilding my electrolyzers to be way more efficient, which helped a bit. But my main problem is still power. And then for power, I'm using oil, but the oil's running out. So I'm having to dig down into more oil deposits and then think about how I'm going to solve that problem long term with like you get these creatures that can eat CO2 and make oil. And then like oil wells where you can pump water in and get oil out. But then do I have enough water for that? Who knows? But then like the petrol generators, when you run those, they produce polluted water, which you could theoretically take that polluted water, run it for a filter, turn it into regular water, pump that water back into the oil wells, and then you're essentially getting like 50% of the oil back. Hmm. So like that could prolong this oil supply significantly, I guess. So I'm going to have to set that up as well. And then in amongst all this, I'm still like, but I also want to do the actual like going to space thing, <laughs> build the rocket and actually launch it. So I have to dig out a whole rocket silo and I've got enough steel to build the rocket and like the doors and stuff that it would need, but I have to dig out the whole thing, which, you know, that just takes a lot of time. People have to go up there and dig this huge hole. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll get to get round to that. I think maybe. <laughs> you think maybe sometimes. If it doesn't get too laggy or whatever. <laughs> I'm, Definitely think I may consider doing auto sweepers. Maybe not on the actual surface, but on like the corridor below the surface so that I could like choose, like I could delete some of my roof tiles and let little bits of it fall in at once. Mm. So I can sort of pick and choose. Or if I see like a big lump of iron just sitting there, I'd be like, I'm getting that bit. Yoink. <laughs> and then auto sweep it so that people don't have to deal with that. We've I've been talking to someone else while I'm playing it, and we've just been discovering things between us. But like we've, I think we've just discovered that there's a job that your dudes can take. You can set what jobs people have, and obviously different stats give you different different jobs improve different stats, and different people have different stats to start with, which kind of makes them better at jobs or whatever. Or they like certain jobs, so they level up quicker. But one of the jobs is just like a courier, which just gives them like a bonus to carry weight. So they can just carry more stuff at once. And it seems like that bonus stays when they change jobs. So you might as well just cycle everyone through that job to just Mm. get them that bonus, which would be pretty sweet. Because it makes them carry like an entire extra ton of material or whatever. (laughs) Ton? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That cycling people through jobs is awkward in itself because you the things that the specific jobs do you do they they retain well actually i guess we i guess i don't know because i haven't actually ever switched people through jobs but i'm not sure 
they retain they retain the skill, but I'm not sure it, it lets them do the job specific thing unless they are that job. Like I think if you make like an electrical engineer so he can do the like upgrading the power generators, that's the specific thing the electrical engineer does. I think if you change him out of an electrical engineer to a different job, he'll keep the fact that he's been an electrical engineer and up and mastered that job, but I'm not sure he'll still be able to do the power upgrading unless he is actually an electrical engineer. Maybe. I haven't tested that. Because otherwise, you could just cycle everyone through every job and everyone would be able to do everything. Mm. <laughs> Which would probably be a bit ridiculous. But yeah, and we've been experimenting with other weird like things that are probably glitches and need to be fixed at some point. Like, for example, if you have your bathrooms making polluted water, which is full of food poisoning germs, obviously. And you're like, I want to get the food poisoning out of that. So I built an elaborate system where it like pipes the wa- food poisoning filled water into a into a room. And then once that room fills up a little bit, it starts pumping in like really hot water that comes off the steam geezer. So it's like 90 degrees until it reaches 75 degrees, which is enough to kill off the food poisoning. Right. And then it waits a bit and then it empties it out and then brings in more food poisoning water. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's a good way to just... Get, kill off the food poisoning. Turns out there's a very much easier way, which is that if you pump liquids into a tank, which is like a specific building you can build rather than just having it open to the environment. Okay, yeah. If you pump it into a tank and then have the in, have the room that the tank is in filled with chlorine, the chlorine somehow disinfects the liquid inside the tank. <laughs> but you don't have to separate it. Yeah, you don't have to do anything else apart from but, just okay. have it exist in chlorine. Huh. And it's like, oh well, that's much much easier. <laughs> Weird though. But yeah, but like that should probably be fixed. Yeah. It makes sense when it's like a storage locker in a room of chlorine and you're putting like solid items in there. That kind of makes sense that the chlorine would disaffect those, but not when it's liquid inside a sealed tank. Mm. <laughs> yeah, bizarre. It's like some kind of like chlorine casing that just sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and we we had just like a whole mystery about like one of their tanks just mysteriously disinfected itself. And we were like trying to work out what the hell did it. <laughs> so it's like it wasn't, it wasn't the guys disinfecting it from the outside and it what didn't seem to be in a chlorine atmosphere. And like maybe if another type of fluid goes into the tank at the same time, it does something weird that glitches out the germ count and deletes them or something. And we tried everything and we just couldn't work it out. So we were just like, it was probably just some chlorine that wafted past at some point <laughs> a single molecule just happened upon it and yeah it's, like, it's clean i mean that's pretty much how it works it's like if one tile of chlorine goes over the right spot on the storage container it counts as starting to disinfect it normally it takes time though which is why it wouldn't have just been like it wouldn't have just wafted past it would have had to be there for at least a while mm. <laughs> so who knows we couldn't <laughs> work it out but yeah, that's what that game's all about. Working out weird tactics to deal with things that sometimes are more realistic than others. <laughs> <laughs> it's a realistic puzzle wrapped in a magical enigma. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, then I guess that was mostly what I played, as far as I can remember. I played some amount of Rocket League, but not even that much of that. The Rocket Pass is finished. And they yeah. announced that the next one's immediately coming. Oh, is it? 3rd of December, I think they said. Oh, God, really? Yep. So you get ready to oh, start over again. That's the problem. Too fast. <laughs> too fast. Needed, needed a break. Well, you had a break. And it's not like you're going to want to play Rocket League for a like next week onwards. <laughs> 
for a while. <laughs> Week's still enough. Wait, so it, wait, when is it starting? The third? Yeah, I think so. That's like a day away. Yeah, but it's been like a week since the end of the last one. 26th to the third, it's like mm. a week. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I, they're hooking me back in for sure, but like, <laughs> maybe the stuff will be cooler this time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But can anything compare to Motor Mouth and Pie? <laughs> the pie's not that good. No. Not really. It's funny. It's though. all about the melon wheels. <laughs> yes, the full melon set. Don't make the full melon set. I still haven't got a melon topper, though, so I can't have a full melon. Disappointing. I've got a strawberry instead. <laughs> Close. And then I guess I did play like a small amount of Rise to Ruins again. Mm. Continuing to poke away at my various cities on that, towns, whatever. I think I... I think I've definitely reached the point now where I'm like continuously ahead of the curve in terms of like the corruption resistance or whatever. Like I think I legitimately could win. Like I could build a city on every map and and win by playing every map for a year. It would take a while, but I don't think the corruption is going to be a problem any longer. I think I'm far enough ahead of the curve that I'll always be able to stay ahead now. Hmm. Like I've I'm at like minus six, I think, and it goes to like twenty. On either side, so you start off at zero, and like by the time I was finishing off the first year of my first town before I'd even expanded, I'd got to like plus four. But then expanding to a new map is like minus three, I think, minus two, I think it's minus three. Starting a new town, so as soon as I expanded off that first map, I was back to like plus one. And then obviously, if you do some of the goals that give you corruption resistant bonus as well, those can knock like another minus one off per goal or whatever. So you just pick and choose which ones of those you want to do and which ones you want to discard to get as much corruption resistance as fast as possible. And then now I've made it to like minus six corruption resistance, and I've got like four cities that I haven't actually started, but I could at any time. Like the migrants are already there, I just haven't initiated the map. So that's like another minus 12. So I could easily be at minus 20 right now if I wanted to. But you might as well meter it out. Except I've kind of reached the point where I kind of need to start one of those towns. I think all of the one maps that I have played, I've made to a year, except one. So it's like I could just start making new towns, I guess, go even more negative. The trouble with that is that actually sometimes you start getting goals that you can sort of no longer completable. Like, oh, weird. Well, they are still technically completable, but because of the way the corruption resistance changes what enemies spawn or how soon they spawn, I guess. So, like, I start my sec my most recently started town. I'd only just started. I played like a few days, uh, maybe ten days or something, like a quarter of a year, maybe. So I was still in the first year. And a goal came up that was like, kill 280 skeletons. Right. But because I was at so much negative corruption, resist the power. None of them were spawning? Skeletons were barely even spawning at all, even right. at that point, which they should have already been by that amount of gameplay time. They just weren't very much. So mm. that goal took like quite a long time to finish comparatively. <laughs> but if I'd gone down but to... It was like, still doable, it just yeah. took longer. But if I'd gone down to like minus 20 on corruption or whatever, maybe you wouldn't even get skeletons at all for the first whole year uh, <laughs> or whatever, or something like that. You'd hope it would like have some sort of like 
skew. So if like it picked a goal that would involve, well, it does like so kind make, of so seem to skew the goals possible. a little bit. Yeah. Like if it recognizes that it's a like a new map, like the it hasn't been played for very long, you tend to get like simpler goals on that map if it picks that map for the goal. But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you don't even need to do the goals once you're at minus 20 corruption resistance, I guess, because you can't make it go any lower. Mm. So if they have corruption resistance as a reward, you wouldn't even care. And I think I'm getting close to unlocking all the perks as well. It's hard to tell because you don't really, you just have the perk list on the side of the screen. It tells you what you have, but they seem to highlight with like silver and gold. And I think once you have, once it is marked as gold, I think you maybe have all the perks in that category. No, I see. And they seem to also be kind of standardized where like all the ones that I've got like gold are like minus 15%. So it like, it seems to suggest oh, okay. that they all have, there's a, there's a standard, yeah, a standard value. amount that you get up to eventually. Got you. So I think I must be getting fairly close to having all the perks. Maybe I'll be interested to see if that happens. What, like what the goal rewards turn into. If it can't give you perks as rewards any longer, and also because like the only the other thing that missions reward the generally the mission rewards are like perks, um, corruption resistance, and then like god XP, which you use to, uh, to which you use to open chests that that you get over time. But what do you get out of the chests? More perks. <laughs> right. So it's like, what if it if it can't give you perks and it can't give you god XP? What is it going to give you? Nothing. Just just corruption resistance. It'd be funny if it gets to the point where it just gives you more corruption resistance. <laughs> so, so is some of this stuff you think some of where the early access lies, like for instance, like that doesn't feel like there's much of an end to this. Well, I mean it's all the fact that there is this metagame layer at all is the most recent thing that's been added. So right, it's probably yeah. not like fully finished in balancing or whatever. Mm. And it might change they might, you know, shift how the whole system even works again. Like what is the ultimate goal here though? Well, the ultimate goal is just that the win goal. <laughs> Play every map for a year, and then, right. then you win, which doesn't necessarily do anything. But you know, it's not even meant to. It's not even really meant to be a goal. It's more like a. So if you don't survive a year at a, at a town, is that what it means? Is that like a? Yeah, then you effectively have failed in that in that world, and then you can just you, you just, just retry, wipe, retry wipe the that. world and start over. Oh, really? Okay, so if you fail what, just one town. Yeah. That's it. You do get to keep your perks. <laughs> or oh, for a second run. Yeah, for a, okay. a fresh world. Which would probably make it quite a lot easier. Yeah, so it's a little like the um what do you call it? The the what was I playing earlier this year? State of Decay sort of mm, thing. Yeah. Where you get you go back in the world's effectively the, the maps effectively reset, but you keep your some of your crew and yeah. their skills. But yeah, it's it may not be a finished system and it may be completely redone entirely, not even just rebalanced. You might decide that you, they want that completely different. Or just more perks could get introduced and that would extend it or like modify how much percentage you get. Who knows? But yeah, I, it's like, I theoretically could win, but that's still, I've still maybe got towns on like one third of the entire world. <laughs> So there will still be a lot more extra towns to play for a whole year. So I'm not sure I ever will. But, you know, it's there because I feel like playing that for a little bit. Same problem, though. Once the towns get to a certain size, it starts getting slow. <laughs> mm. Every game has this problem nowadays. Right, yeah. Well, you play complicated Yeah, games. I play games with a lot of 
pathfinding. Yeah. I guess you need, you need the most CPU of anyone. Yeah, I need all CPU and no GPU. <laughs> well, that would be. That's only true if you you're not interested in Battlefield Five, and then you need all the GPU. Well, yes. RTX on. Yeah. Has that been released for Battlefield Five? Is like, does, is it just? Yeah, yeah. RTX I think. I think oh, I think it was yeah. a patch, but I think I it's it. in now. Okay, I haven't yeah. looked at any of that stuff yet. Like, or how it's. How it's I don't know how out. it compares to their demo. Yeah. <laughs> so what's Battlefield the... Five? Sounds like it's like kind of the same as Battlefield One, just you know. Yeah. With some different systems for multiplayer, like anyway, like the class loadout seems a bit more sensible. It's got better gear system for like customizing. Maybe. Well, it's like not... customizing visuals at least. But, <laughs> well, like, yeah. I haven't seen much of the like. What I guess what's confusing me about it at the moment, and this, this isn't necessarily a complaint. It's like I haven't seen much of the craziness that we sort of saw from the initial reveals, right? Like there was a certain element of like, oh, this lady's got a robot arm. And well, it's I think a they bit... said that they toned that specific part down a bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame in a way. <laughs> but I mean, I've, I've seen some stuff. It looks, it look, it does look good, but it looks like Battlefield, right? So you know what you're getting. Well, I mean, it looks like Battlefield One, though. So you know what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Not going back to the glory age of. Free, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best Battlefield game then? Twenty one forty. Well, no, twenty one forty two overall. Modern is probably free. Maybe four. Depends if you caught on with the maps of four. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I, it's weird. I want to. I think in my head, I think I'm siding with three being the better game. But I think I preferred some of the ideas in 2142 but like to the point where i think i'd like if we saw them try that again it's three like, really things, just like but if you wanted to it's see just hover tanks man hover yeah, tanks. is three actually better than two though <laughs> i mean that might be a stupid question i enjoyed three really more old than i enjoyed two right okay two, two had a tenant two was good don't get me wrong but it had a tendency of rubbing me up the wrong way well two, like, I, I think f- f- 2142 was the one that made like equipment weird and that was the that part was the good thing that carried on into free where you had all the like sub equipment like the little uavs and stuff that was kind of what made it more interesting than two Mm. because two was just like here's your generic ass stuff and then the commander has these weird powers that (laughs) he can sometimes use yeah yeah Whereas in, in... 2142 was so ambitious, like something like the Titan mode and things like that. It's just like, it had things about it that you could now actually probably achieve way better than it was possible back then. I thought Battlefield 1 had the Titan mode thing, the Zeppelin thing, didn't it? No, so that was like uh, that was like a smart bomb in, in a way. Like it would just, the losing team would just get that. It's not something well, you it had, had to the actually train, assault. The train mission. That was sort of similar, but like I mean, it kind of the trains turned but... up sooner, right? Because that was the main crux of that mission. Um, the Zeppelin was like a oh shit, we're losing, but the train was like one team. Oh, I one suppose team it just had on, it. I suppose it depends you on just the had mode. to fight it through the whole thing. Yeah, in in main conquest, like the uh, the 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 trump card, I suppose, or whatever it was called, the would just would just activate to whoever was losing. Yeah, um, at a certain point. 
um, I don't know some of the stuff that sounds like like if you're playing squadded up, like it's, it sounds like they're trying to shift up the whole thing of like oh just tanks are just just appear on the map. It's like they still do, but you can summon stronger ones if your squad has built up enough points or something like that, and just it will get like airdrops sent to you and things like that. It's like we need more supplies and stuff like that. So like, I think there's some some neat ideas there for like actually controlling when stuff happens. Hmm, maybe. But I don't. I honestly, without first-hand experience, I don't know how deep they go with that. It's, it seems like they're doubling down a bit more on classes have roles. Like no more spotting, no more pressing Z. That's the worst, though. <laughs> like you need a class to do. The that. fact that only snipers can spot is like what the fuck? Oh really? <laughs> so that was the most important. Now that was like that was pretty much literally the only teamwork that you ever get. <laughs> just to run around constantly hitting you. I think that's part of the problem, though. You were constantly doing it. Yeah, but that's why that's why they made it like have cooldown and stuff, and you had to be more precise about it. Mm. Like that was the solution to that problem. But making it so that no, that only ciphers can do it kind of ruins the whole point of having non-voice communication teamwork. I don't know. From what I've seen, I think people actually seem to prefer it. But maybe that's just maybe it's because it's the setting. Like in in a future in a Battlefield Three onwards context, I kind of agree it doesn't make a great deal of sense because you just radio it to someone, right? Sure. But in World well, War Two, not everyone's carrying radios. I guess, arguably. But you, that, even then, it doesn't matter. You should be able to. Everyone in your squad should be able to spot if you're next to each other. If yeah, I think that might that just might be the trick. If like if you, if there was some sort of proximity thing, and even then, it would only show to your squad potentially, not to the entire map. Yeah. Not to every player. That's the, maybe there's definitely some, a way they could do it. Yeah, maybe there's a way of scaling back. Anyway, Battlefield Five. We know nothing about it, and we're probably not going to play it. No, because Zach can't play. How would it work if you had? What if you had like a squad level like auto spot? I don't know. You know. So well, you yeah, of... that would be nice too. Yes. I wonder if that's what actually what the recon class does, though, right? If you've got the binoculars out, that it is just auto spotting. But... Yeah, but then you've got the binoculars out. That makes it not auto. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but you mean you just sort of scan over the environment and it, like... Well, and I mean, someone, they... if someone's in your view for long enough, then they get the spot tag or something, but rather than you having to look at them and press Q... Yeah, but how is that really different? Not yeah, that. I, I guess you're right. <laughs> Probably maybe make it slower. That could be a balancing thing. Mm. But, you know, I want to go back to the good old days of sitting in a shack and just piloting, piloting a UAV for the entire match and getting a million spot points! <laughs> Boy, yeah. My special skill. That was crazy. How, how to power level. <laughs> just don't do anything. Just fly UAV. But you were helping your team so much. And actually, you were helping your team quite a lot. Yeah. Because spotting was real powerful. And no one shot it down frequently enough. Well, that's because, it was, that's because there was techniques to solve that problem. Which was maybe a balance problem in itself. But I'm sure we talked about it before, but yeah, maybe like eight years ago. Yeah, the MAV trick in Battlefield Four was just—it was real dumb because basically, so there's a flight ceiling. You remember that? Yeah. So the the ideal place for the MAV was at the flight ceiling because obviously then it's far away as possible from being shot. Mm. But the other advantage of being at the flight ceiling is no other MAV could be higher than you because the MAVs can't look up or even horizontally. If you got to the flight ceiling before everyone else, 
the MAV has an EMP that destroys other MAVs, but the because it, it can only shoot down, you basically just had to race to the flight ceiling right at the start of the map, and then you could just shoot everyone else's MAV so they could never get there. <laughs> it was real dumb, but that was the tactic. Weird. So half the time you were spotting, but then every time you were just looking around, you were like, let's see if anyone's looking at MAV, and then you could see the little targeting cursor will come up when, when your EMP has a target. <laughs> and you're like, oh, actually, I better fly over there and zap it before it gets all the way up to the top. <laughs> hmm. I definitely remember one time where I was looking through the MAV and looking at a guy who was putting down the MAV, trying to launch it, and I'd like EMP it immediately and it would just explode. But because he was supply, he'd just get like another one and keep putting it out. And it just, I just keep shooting it over and over. <laughs> he did it for like five or six tries. I was like, this must suck for him. <laughs> <laughs> Bad design, but hilarious. Race to the top. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird, isn't it? It's just odd. And that's why, like, the MAV didn't work on the street levels where the streets, because those had really low flight ceilings that were just like just above uh, the top right, of the buildings. Yeah. So you could actually fly the MAV far enough away to not get shot and also not go above other MAVs. <laughs> Everyone could see you. So then you had to do the stupid thing where you'd like try to hide the MAV by landing up on like ledges on buildings to just have it <laughs> sit there. <laughs> And scan continuously. Dumb. Would it still work if you weren't piloting it? The scanning pulse works. Like the local scanning pulse. Not the direct spotting, which is what you had to do when you were flying way high. Because it essentially just let you hit Q on stuff Mm. in the the traditional way. Hiding scanners is a way of... That's from Twenty One Forty Two as well. You get that little scanner. Stick it on the wall. Hide them all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. The one that you that. That's how you prevented bat caps. You look at, find where, work out where the part, easiest path that everyone uses to get to the back point is, particularly on like Gibraltar, because it's a constrained, constrained corridor. Mm. Stick one of those scanners on it, and then you get a nice little beep when someone's about to bat cap you, so you can go in there and try and kill them, and then fail probably because they've probably got friends and no one cares about bat caps. God damn it, tactics, mm-hmm. people. <laughs> Just imagine how more effi- how much easier it would have, would have been to win on Gibraltar if you just had one squad whose only job was to stop back caps. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you guys stay behind. Like, if you see a blip, go for it. Or if the commander sees someone, go for it. But that was just me by myself. <laughs> and I could only do so much. <laughs> You're a machine. <laughs> yeah. Not against more than one or two guys. And then once once you've hit once you've killed them once, they know that you're going to come for them. <laughs> I guess yeah. <laughs> you, you they'll lose be, they'll the other surprise. They'll be looking the next time. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how most of my. I, I think I spent oh, 2142 just being rear guard. In fairness, <laughs> not as just, much as me. No, no, no. But that's not. Yeah, it's just generally not not my playstyle. But I do seem to remember that quite a lot, especially on like the icy city level. Uh, whatever that was, like the, 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 the sort of big staircases, that right? Yeah, that would go up to things the, like, like could, the one which has that weird, like, curved building at the top. Yeah, because you could get an enormous height advantage in places. And was it Jippet using the dropship? Was that the tactic on that level? So you could like spawn on top of buildings or something. Probably just the orbital drop. Not, I don't think there was there wasn't actually planes on that level, was there? No, I don't think so. so. There, there was a way of like jipping it so everyone just spawned on top of buildings. Well, that's the drop <laughs> beacon, isn't it? The orbital deployment. Oh, uh, right, yeah. The squad leaders get. Well, at least on that level, it was legitimately on top of buildings, not like the other city levels where you could 
get on top of those buildings that you weren't meant to get on top of and that you were fucking impossible to shoot because <laughs> they were so high using the orbital beacon. Yeah, because it just dropped from the top, didn't it? It dropped it's from the top and you could slightly steer them. Yeah. So you, technically you couldn't get the drop beacon on top of those buildings. You could get them right next to the wall and then just steer the pod onto the building on the way down, which is how you got past that restriction. Man, I was looking at some of the deals at the moment. Like Titanfall 2, you can get like the Ultimate Edition for like three quid mm. or something like that. Like ridiculous. And it's such a great game. It got me slightly interested in, well, what's happening with Titanfall 3? Is that a thing? I know Respawn are busy on that. <laughs> Unnamed Star Wars um, thing. Well, I got a name. Oh, yeah, it? that's right. Uh, dark something. No, not the Dark Times. That was <laughs> no, that was... something like that. Dark something. Shadow something. But yeah, I think they were also like Respawn upscaled, so they're working on. You know, they said Titanfall 3 was a thing at some point. <laughs> at some point, yes. Yeah. You know, people say a lot of things about things. Yeah. About Freeze specifically. <laughs> Man. What about Bortlands 3? That's supposedly still happening. Well, yeah. Highly rumoured to be announced soon. What about Left 4 Dead 3? Even that's had a rumour at some point. Has uh-huh. it? Yeah. They I'll never make count it to three. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was a ramp. Yeah. What have you been playing, Rob? Have you been playing Battlefield? No. <laughs> no. Uh... Yeah, not not a huge amount. Well, I suppose there's a little bit to talk about this. I've sort of fallen off Forza. I don't know what, like, just sort of... There's nothing particularly wrong with it. I just haven't no, had the draw a lot to it this time. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, it just, it just yeah. Hasn't, hasn't clawed me in like like the last one did. Um, yeah, I played two ages ago on, on Xbox um, before they added PC and wheel support, you know. It doesn't even <laughs> feel that long ago, to be honest. No. Well, what, four years, I guess, since Forza 2? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. But, uh, I mean, the, the, it, it did change a little bit because I finally got through all the, like, I guess I was taking my time getting through the sort of intro sequence where it, like, goes, oh, you can, you, where you can see the season, all of the seasons in order at first, which actually takes quite a long time, as it turns out. Like, but you, I, I was, taking especially long it's like oh you can go see spring now and it's like no i'm having fun in winter thanks <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do a few more a few more wintery events mm. um and then did spring and it's like okay great and then, then i actually went into the the game proper i suppose where it starts telling you about even more stuff you can do and the online play and things like that and uh and then it's like oh turned out it was spring anyway and on the server so that's okay um yeah and then sort of saw some stuff and then was like yeah all right i'm sort of done for a bit i'll I'll probably tap it every now and then um but it's just one of those things it's like i want to play that game of the wheel i tried to play it for a bit on my new tv set just because i could like with a controller and it's not the same yeah it's like i've got used to playing it with a wheel now right yeah um and it's the most fun way to play it for sure how Uh, often do the seasons change on the server i think it's every week Right. Yeah. So uh, a season lasts a week, which is which is fine because you get certain events that are unique to that season. Um, you get certain. Uh, well, well, I took part in one of these weird Forts of Fond Live things. I suppose that's worth talking about. It's strange. Like I think every hour or every few hours, like the, the, you get matched with like I think it's what six, sixteen or sixty-four. A certain number of players that are just roaming your world in an instance. 
um, while you're there. But every now and then this Forza Fon live thing happens where a blimp spawns somewhere on the map and you go there and then it gives you sort of random group challenges. Like, oh, hey, there's a speed trap here. You need to get a combined speed total of this. But what it doesn't mean is like that everyone on the server has to their best time adds to this total, which I think would potentially be a better challenge. It's like, no, 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 just keep running it. And every time you run it, whatever score you get gets added to the total. So it's basically just a bunch of idiots doing going back and forth along this same bit of road um, constantly until this number goes up. Um, the same thing. It's like, okay, now there's a jump challenge. So it's like basically everyone goes to this jump and just keeps jumping over it until the combined distance hits a certain thing. It's really stupid. I don't quite see... It was funny to see like people getting stuck in things and crashing and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of fun from that perspective but like it's just yeah i don't know it's weird it's just it's just weird <laughs> it's like it's not really a competition or anything like that you're just doing stuff i think there's a there's a certain air about this game where i that i don't know if i like or not i can't, I'm, I'm undecided where forza doesn't really care about winning so much as it just wants you to be there mm. it just okay. wants you to be in the world doing things um, like have a race. Have you won it? Oh, whatever. You took part. That's cool. It's like it seems to be more content with that than competition. Yeah, which is inclusive in in a lot. Of, if you think of it, think of it that way. But is it compelling? I'm not sure. It's like I kind of I haven't really come across like an equivalent of the bucket list from the last two horizon games like you know these little challenges you'd find everywhere that would be like okay here's a specific car here's a specific goal go for it i haven't found the equivalent of that yet i wonder if they've been like replaced by you get these like sort of like mini storylines that are like um like there's a stunt movie director that will give you like certain challenges as well to do in certain cars and uh but that they i think there's only like 10 of those uh, rather than like 30 or more, however many bucket list items there were before, things like that. So I'm sort of, I think I'm missing those a bit because they mm. felt like real challenges. There's more of a driving game than a racing game at this point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to describe it for sure. Um, um, and also, and also Gnome, uh, you know, just a little comment as well. Gnome saw me playing it and then sort of looked at it, looked at the, looked at Engl- their version of England and was like, Okay, that's pretty good, but it's weird seeing English stuff in a game. Yeah, like well. just the whole fact the English road signs and stuff like that, and it's just like just, it's just like this is odd and unusual, and it's like yeah, it is. It's cool, right? It's kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm sort of left, left that alone a bit. I've been dabbling with Onrush on enough still. Um, I have. I have found that playing it on a TV with better contrast actually helps a great deal in seeing what's going on. I can imagine. It's, it's like I'm not playing it in HDR or anything like that, so I'll probably give the PlayStation version a go just to see like, what a bit more power does in terms of image fidelity and that kind of stuff. Just out of intrigue, I might as well. Um, uh, but the weirdest thing that's changed is that after all that thing I, I said last time where it was like there's the, that ominous... <laughs> coming soon flag in the middle of the screen about over ranked play yeah they've added ranked play <laughs> that happened um so it, like yeah it's like there's clearly some people still working on this thing and it's and it's in there and but the, the the even stranger thing is is that ranked play actually replaces 
casual play while it's running and it runs for like two months or something there's like a 60 day time limit on it uh, and there's some stuff to earn based on your ranking points maybe it wouldn't have done that at some point if they got more people in yeah maybe, maybe they decided that if we're going to have right we need everyone to be doing it but, <laughs> as many well, people as possible well this leads to some of the weirder decisions right because it doesn't it and the game is matchmaking based but even the ranked play will add you into games in progress hmm Meaning, I, I've there's been several times where I've joined a game right at the end and had obviously an instant defeat, which is like frustrating in that game for a number of reasons because you then have to sit through the end sequence, <laughs> and it's like you know it's like oh but like here are all the players that did a thing you didn't see. Here's all the <laughs> here's the XP you didn't get because you weren't in the round. <laughs> here's the uh, here's your ranking points that are still the same as they were before because you weren't in the game. It's like it's it's quite annoying. Um. But that game's still quite fun. And it is more fun online than it is doing the single-player stuff. Uh, yeah, so I'm dabbling with that. I'll see what the PlayStation version's like when when that, when that the month rolls over. Um, which already has done, so I can probably get it now. Um, let's talk about Red Dead. Come on, let's do it. Okay. I mean, I know you're already some distance in. I'm about... 11% in, according to its story counter. Okay. I'm at like 47 or something at the moment. So. Okay. yeah. So I'm still hanging out near in the camp near Valentine, if that helps. I haven't seen yep. seen St. Denis. I've seen basically none of the map, it seems. Yep. Yep. You're like, you go um, to the map screen and it's just a sea of... Big empty space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have unveiled nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going uh, yeah, yeah, to... I'm not going to dissuade the positives you've said in previous weeks or anything like that i think they they do stand but i am personally struggling with it quite a bit at this point yeah. i don't know if i'm through that like yeah. early barrier you were talking about early as know, in but... fucking 10 hour long barrier yeah because <laughs> it's like there's no story hook at the moment if we want to talk about that like it's just being you're just in the world doing jobs right it's like yeah uh, there's no real because the big thing happened before the game opened right where right yeah, yeah, yeah. there was some kind of heist this in whole thing Black about Black that went wrong yeah but you don't know a lot about that something on a boat that you hear vague yeah. stories about it's but like no one really knows what's happening there in media it's... res basically yeah yeah in in snow res <laughs> and a lot, a lot of this stuff seems to be like in service of driving some level of tutorialization which in its defense there are slightly more tutorial tips than i think previous rock stars of games there are certainly sections where you're guided for instance to be like you know those little steps on the bottom of the screen that says okay now do this now do this right but boy the tutorialization in this game is just bad it's not good like, I, that's what i said right <laughs> yeah i mean I, it, but it's worse than i expected it's like yeah. even i think even gta 5 systems were more understandable like so even I though they were true. presented in this horrible tooltip fashion the number of times i've been in a scenario where i'm just like i have no idea what just happened right is massive like it just i feel like i'm bombarded with things that i have absolutely no idea how to handle yeah like i came across a, a quick draw and it just like yeah and 
but there was no warning as to what I was supposed to do. Like a tiny little pop up appears during the draw. And yeah. I'm like, so I still so don't know how to going, do that. <laughs> so I'm reading it and I'm going, okay, so I'm supposed to like slowly squeeze the trigger up to the point, but the sp- like if I get and if I get the timing right, I can then press the button again to shoot or something like that. Or but something. the process of me reading that means I've just taken a knife to the face. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's just like, well, I had so, the exact so, same thing. Yeah. It's, it's and that's happened time and again like i don't know how the bounty system works i don't know how yeah. the wanted system works i don't know why there was a specific area of the map where suddenly lawmen were on me like just out of nowhere yeah and I, started, I got cornered into a cliff and i'm dead immediately and it's like okay like how did i know that was going to happen like and like, you do learn these things eventually it's just that like it's well, so i still don't really know how half this stuff works it's like yeah. certain things like I, I know i can feed my horse right to build up its own cores and stuff like that yeah but it talks about like what you feed your horse and things like that but all i've right. ever seen is like the feed option which seems to feed a random item to your horse it's like what if i want to read feed him a specific thing can i not do that i or? think you can you have to go <laughs> you have to go to the weapon wheel and then page over to the item wheel and then go to like what, but know, that's only is that like horse tonics or are they like horse foods i think the food's like, the one on the left of that wheel oh God, and then you is, can toggle between the foods using the like you can toggle between to- tonics using the other shoulder buttons and it's like <laughs> well i mean that, that stuff that stuff's okay like it's buried in a menu but yeah sure yeah. you can learn where it is fine i guess but like there are other things that's where it's like the satchel inventory size yeah is that is there any visual indication of what that is anywhere? Because there comes a point where it's like, oh, you can't get the stuff out so. of this carcass like, because, yeah, because your satchel is full. And, and then like, you, can, yeah, you but, can make new ones, but it doesn't tell you, like, I can't find where it tells you how much space you've got left or... Yeah, or, so I, would, yeah. Like, I don't... Uh, well, because it's weird, isn't it? Because, like, items stack as well. Mm. But it's like, does that stacking take up space? Or I not, think, or is it, or is it just the slot, the physical black squares? Are they the slots? But then you can't really see how many of those they've got because it, like, the, the screen scrolls. Yeah, and it's like I, I, it's. Yeah, I mean, the menus I, seem I, a mess. Like honestly, like just, a, just they they haven't like just ill conceived and like not very apparent what's going on. I mean, which is you, like most of the game at this point to me. It's like there's just a lot going on that I just don't understand. I mean, it is true that you can get to the stuff during gameplay once you know where it is it's not like you have to pause and go to menus and things apart from the map um but it's just that makes them really hard because there's so many options right and it's like how Mm. do you make because a weapon wheel is a very simple concept but now they've got pages and now they've got switching between different slots and they've layered all this stuff on top of what is basically hold down a button and pick a weapon now does so much for example like i hate i hate the fact that if you're on a horse for a while everything de-equips yeah right and so you're like you, wait then you get wait then you, you get go, off so you the go horse a, so hunting you go wandering part, so yeah. i tried hunting and it, but it's like it's a super frustrating experience because like you have to be miles away from something that you can't see really very easily because it's because you're so far away from it and then when it. you eventually do find it some like some bloody idiot in the world will scare the thing away like 90 percent of the time mm. something else will scare the deer you're tracking away and it's like oh god damn it uh, and then but and then you get to the point where it's like, right, I'm going to take the shot now. It's like, oh, I haven't got my cocking bow. It's on yeah, the horse. You left it back on the horse, and <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's you have annoying. To get, you just have to get used to taking the weapons off the horse when you when you when you go. And it's like it's like the, I guess it because that's like the real world, but it's annoying. <laughs> 
yeah, it's like I, I really, I kind of get what they're striving for, but it's like they've gone. I think they've gone too far. Slightly too far, haven't they? Because <laughs> yeah. like, and then there's a cool animation of putting, slotting the rifle into the horse's saddle that they that, that you have to, of course, sit through for the realism of getting the stuff out of your horse. It doesn't take too long, but it's like every little thing there has to be some. It's yeah. not like oh, stand next to your horse, press a button, now you have got the bow. No, you have to like pull it off the thing and yeah yeah Yeah. and like holding the bow for too long really drains your main stamina bar super fast as well Mm. uh, which which is annoying and then of course like yeah just like everything of course like after a while like once you're into the game and you learned all the systems also you've got more stamina because you've played the game and you've got experience and so yeah so so it all gets a bit easier everything just gets easier and then you start liking the game more but it's like oh man it's brutal and slow at the start so my hit my I've, i've had quite a few glitches if i'm honest as well oh really like missions glitching out and doing weird um, things like the first time it sent me on one of the bounty missions to lasso a guy um i i did this several times actually where i lassoed him drew him in and uh like without letting go of any of the buttons or something or without pers- pressing the nice the you know the highlighted release button that it says and he would just let the guy go twice like I tried this and he, and he let him go, go both times and the guy would just run off and it's like well now I'm not in my horse the guy's running away keeping up with him, him seems impossible yeah and then and then he jumped off an impossible cliff great and then was alive at the bottom of it and I could see him running over the next hill and it's like well I can't follow you and then the game just goes fail <laughs> it's like well, okay what did you want me to do like and I've had little <laughs> things like that a couple of times where just like just things haven't panned out i think quite how it wanted to i've had another one of these like um the debt collection things where the guy oh, on the yeah. horse was like just stopped and started doing circles <laughs> in front of me which was pretty funny but then i couldn't actually land the lasso on him because he was doing circles and it was really <laughs> it was uh, really hard I, I haven't had that much jank but i have had some but i've had animations screw up in cutscenes, or when you're entering a, a, a scenario for instance like yeah. you know, the first time you enter Valentine, you've got the girls with you, and oh yeah, there's a scene with the girls towards the end of that, and that skanked out because someone just sort of hovered away. <laughs> like <laughs> you do see some of, weird stuff. I mean, I was, I was half expecting some of that because you know it's open yeah, world, open but world. there's a lot more of it than I anticipated. Oh, mm. my horse just randomly backflipped and died at one point, which is a thing from the first game that happened oh, to me. That's not good. And, and I was like, and I was, I was miles. The thing is, is I think it must have thought it got shot because I was miles. I, I was, I was being chased by bounty hunters at the time, but I hadn't really had too much of a problem. I just thought that's fine. I'll just, I'll just book it and get out of here. Um, uh, but then, like, without hearing a gunshot or anything, the, the horse just sort of like went way and died, <laughs> and, and, died. And, then, and then I'm just sort of left there, and the, and the guy suddenly go, "There he is, let's get him!" <laughs> and then great. I get shot and die, and it's like great. So I lost the horse I bought during that that mission sequence. in Valentine, yeah, because yeah, because the horse just died, and then it gave me another random one. So I've now got two starter horses with the same name that I'm not sure was supposed to happen. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> That that's a that's a big glitch. It's bizarre. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's odd. Yeah, you're bringing them out of it. Amazing. Yeah. And, and and just to go back to little annoyances like horse brushing. God damn it! That's just there to be an irritating gun cleaning. That's just there to be irritating. And it's yeah. 
and having to have like I only discovered last time. I was like, oh, no, my, I, oh, I need gun oils before I can actually clean my gun, so I need to go buy gun oil. Yeah, you should be able to loot enough gun oil. That's what I've. Yeah, found. you can usually find it around. Oh, I haven't found. I found like one so far. I don't find the horse um, brushing too bad because it doesn't just clean the horse or whatever. It, it also gives you like horse bonding stuff, which upgrades your relationship thing. Yeah, that's is, fine, but I'm good. at max bond with my horse Oh, already, okay, fine. And it's yeah, okay, like, cool. Then it's annoying, yeah. yeah. You can appa- apparently you can like just uh, wade through water and they get clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that works but... too. But as long as you're near water or it's on your yeah. critical path or something. Apparently, like I saw on a video today, which I didn't know, it's actually possible to brush your horse while you're on it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? It's another thing in that for third page of the weapon wheel thing oh god is it okay yeah which i i haven't found i haven't even done it myself i just saw it on a youtube video today i don't know i'm sort of just like yeah the, so the controls themselves even when you're out in the world like they're cumbersome yeah to say the least like I'm getting used to the little... whole focus and saying hello to people thing and not yeah that's, not that's okay my gun at them <laughs> yeah I, I i haven't accidentally shot anyone yet that's fine yeah i accidentally punched my horse once right but <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Which he wasn't best pleased with. <laughs> Not surprised. That was, that was pretty funny. I walked up to the wrong horse once to try and get on it, and it just kicked me, and it was like, oh, okay, that's not my horse. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, makes sense. <laughs> that's not so bad. It's like, I'm finding, like, I don't know if, like, the, the random encounters you're seeing on the road, like, like, like most of those are just, like, I don't want to get involved because it's going to go bad. Yeah, so I do ignore quite a, f- a few of them when I know it's going to go like some yeah. of them have been okay. Like, oh, there's a guy like finding wild tobacco. That's actually kind of helpful because oh, now I've got cool. some. Yeah. Um, here's a guy going. I, well, I didn't stick around because there was a guy just like wading through the middle of a wading, sort of just like hovering around the middle of the field, going, "Shh, don't make noise. You'll scare away my lunch." And it's like, but it's like, is there anything I can get? Am I supposed to just stay here and wait for you to do a thing? Because I can't talk to you anymore. Hmm. Well, I'm just leaving. All right. <laughs> Okay. I suppose it's an opportunity for me to rob someone if I wanted to, but I'm kind of not doing that. No, you're on the honourable side, yeah. Yeah, because I've heard the honourable side has more interesting outcomes like to events if you try and be honourable rather than just murdering everyone. It also has other it's... advantages, like it's cheaper to buy things in shops and stuff and you could get more outfits and things. Oh, uh, cool. is it? Interesting. Yeah, there's quite a lot of things tied to honour that I didn't realise. Yeah. Anyway. I think there's definitely just a lot of thing uh i'm hoping some of this will still be explained like i haven't hit the tutorial mission for some of this stuff and yeah. it's like or like because i've got i've got a bounty on my head and it's like i've I, only yeah. reason i know that i can do something about that at some point is because i've heard about thing you know people talking about it on podcasts and stuff like that yeah the game hasn't told me anything about my wanted level or about my bounty no. level yet it's like so all it is is you go to the train station and pay it off and that's it at the train station. Yeah, because they're, 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 for some reason the post and the train stations are... It's labelled with like, oh, an envelope right, on that. Oh, yeah. right, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and, yeah, it, yeah. and you can tell on the map that your area, you've got bounty in the area. Yeah, it yeah, lists big, them, big but it also it puts a big red line around the whole thing. And it's always yeah, quite fine. cheap, so I just always go and... Because some missions force you to gain bounty. Uh, and then, and then you know, story missions, and then you're like, oh, great, now I have to go and pay that off. <laughs> but yeah. apparently, you can, and then, and then you won't have people coming after you. So I always do it immediately. But yeah, and the th- the thing I like, yes, yeah, so sorry, going back to where I started that that particular rant on the control thing that sort of like annoys me most is if I'm on a horse and I want to quickly get my gun out. Yeah, like it sort of 
requ- there's no way like but i don't want to just like hit, shoot from the hip quickly which would just be press r2 yeah would be like so bam but it's like no no no. I've, i am riding along my horse and i'm trying to get that shoot rabbits from the horse challenge oh right there is like the first the first gunslinger challenge or whatever it is or okay. horseman challenge whatever it is and it's like okay so like i need to like i can either push l1 to to bring up the or hold l1 to bring up the weapon wheel and select it and then he'll get it out and then i can aim with l2 yep. and then press r2 to shoot right. or i can tap l1 to whip out the last gun i had and then aim and shoot yeah but you don't really know what that gun's gonna be because he's probably put away yeah yeah or you can wave across l2 and r2 so l2 to focus on the thing press r2 will then just bring out the gun without shooting immediately and then then press r2 again to shoot oh shit i hadn't even thought of that yeah that's a weird one you have to be able to focus the thing though yeah so so you've got to focus and then wave your way across and then fire and it's like there's no, no simple way of just like i need to quickly just unless i use dead eye to just oh i need to just snap a few shots off yeah um, also dead eye seems to take forever to charge yeah it does uh i i don't even bother i just use the the the, the one item that i care about is freaking chewing tobacco <laughs> just refill the dead eye with chewing tobacco right. constantly that's what i do and then i mostly just does, use that, dead does eye. that damage your stamina core though because uh... like smoking damages your stamina core I don't know. I don't. Maybe it does. Maybe I'm just doing that trade off, and then I just sleep off the the cause, you know. Yeah, it's the thing. I don't, I'm not a big fan of like. It's just something I never really get involved with with games too much. Is the whole like buff system or yeah. like 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 just burning items? Because I always yeah, me too. Them. Well, I'm the same. That's why I'm terrible at like Skyrim and stuff because you spoke. Oh you have a million God. items and the bloody legendary bear thing, right? So I got the legendary bear. Uh, oh, you killed it. Yeah, I, I got lucky. Nice. I, I, I dead eyed totally it. Murdered me. <laughs> I dead eyed it mostly to death. It tore me a new one, but right. I think that might have been part of a sequence. Like, because uh, then you push him away and you stab him in the neck or something, and I won. And it's like, okay, right. great. Um, so I've got the pelt, but then it's like, what do I do with this now? Who do I take it to? Like, how do I? Oh uh, yeah, because so it's so too early it in the game, the way, isn't it? So I took it all the way back to camp, and it yeah. sort of gave me a vague hint that I need to see the trapper. And the trapper was on the way back, but I went oh, to cool. him first. And it just said, sell it to him. And it's like, well, no, I want to craft it. This, and so, so, I, so I thought, this isn't quite what I want to do here, obviously. So I, I'd take it back to Pearson all the way in camp. Right. Like, you know, miles away across the map. Get there. And yeah. I'm presented with the exact same option. And I'm like, uh, well, so what do I do? I end up having to look it up. Well, what, what, what then ended up happening is on my way back to the trapper, trapper, that's when I had the lawman, the brush of the lawn, my cat and my, and my horse back flipping. So I lost the pelt. Yeah. Okay, but it's okay, right? But it's okay, yeah, because you've unlocked the ability to craft the legendary pelt. So this only happens with with the legendary ones, so that yeah. But then I think out, you don't get. (laughs) But isn't it sort of true of like all pelts? It's like if you sell them to someone, then they're actually in a again another invisible crafting inventory somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I haven't really I gone I into don't that know. stuff. Because yeah. I, I didn't kill the bear, it killed me. And then I haven't really got involved with the trapper at all. Yeah, it's just just odd. Like, just so many things that it just doesn't explain, or if they are explained, they've probably been in a tiny tooltip I haven't seen. It's... I can't uh, even find like a the help like isn't a, even all that extensive. It's like there is a help thing there, and there's like these big old pages of stuff. But they like it doesn't explain every system. 
Like mm. it just says you that you know go craft here, and it's like yeah, but <laughs> that's not the question I need answering. And it's yeah, it's, uh, it's, you kind like, of for, need for, Google to play this game, <laughs> which yeah. is really not very good. But for you know, the amazing detail in it, and it is which, amazing. It's ridiculous. Like, like just to just to look at it, man. It's, it's like I mean, I haven't played it like without my new telly, so I'm like I've been playing it on. Like, mm. like so it's not it doesn't run at native 4k but it, it's like you know so if i got right up close to the screen you could see problems but from the couch it's fine yeah and it's uh, uh it's just an astonishing looking thing it's ridiculous <laughs> like it really is like I, I do think it has suffers from some old rockstar tech in a couple of places like i actually don't think the facial animations all that great no and i mean it's the better, faces but... in particular look kind of dodgy especially people's eyes yeah like, i mean i was i saw a bit of um my my flatmate borrowed my copy of Uncharted, and it's like, yeah, that, that that's the one that's got it down. Yeah, um, but like, there's a lot more <laughs> uh, um, cutscenes in, uh, in 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 Red Dead. Oh, than sure, there sure, are sure. Uncharted, yeah, yeah. But even just like you know, yeah. If you compare like the the detail of the world doesn't seem to translate to the detail of the people sometimes. Is yeah, I mean? it's like the, I mean, like the world is yeah. is incredible. Like and the things running around it, and just how it handles the LOD for grass, for instance, is like there's very little noticeable pop in. Yeah. It's like it's masked so well. Uh, and yeah, it, just just that, and the lighting model is incredible. The lighting's like how they so handle good. volumetric light is is. The, I actually get slightly a bit much with the fog. I think after a while, yeah, down by the bayou, it's, yeah, it's it's a look. Like it's, it's a look, style, yeah. like you know, and uh, you know, for instance, like I think how some of the light bounces off the grass. Sometimes it makes everything look very shiny and white, you know, sort of mm. like a light grey. And I'd like, so I'm sort of like, oh, maybe that's not all that realistic, but it's definitely a look, yeah. But it's hyper stylized, yeah. In yeah. in that regard, it's hyper real, I suppose. Um, uh, Have you so would, one thing would, that happened to me the other I'm, day was I, I I rode across the world and it was like a storm, so it was like windy. And I was like, wow, the wind simulation. Like every oh, single tree yet. is like shaking around and it's like I've, I've heard a single lightning everywhere. strike in the distance, but it didn't come our way. Yeah. Storms uh, I was are in cool. camp I was in camp at the time and it went bang really loud and it's just yeah. like, well, what the hell was that? Yeah. And then and but but yeah, didn't didn't nothing else happened after that. It, yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't been in a full lightning storm, but I know they happen, so Okay. Yeah. Uh Gnome is annoyed by camp because it seems like everyone is either over talkative or if you go there at night, everyone's singing. Yeah, they do a lot of singing. Like you don't have to go near there. Multiple... No, but sometimes multiple people are singing different songs in different parts of the camp. Like the women will be singing one thing and then Pearson will have his banjo out and then there's just like well, this is a bit much. <laughs> yeah. And they even have parties and stuff, mm. you know, at certain points in the story, which is cool. I mean, I, mean, it's, I do, it's I do cool. like the sort of like casual interaction stuff. That's all nice. It's, it's quite like, nice. I wouldn't say like I've had like a, a story beat necessarily other than the second time you go to the saloon. Whew, that was fun. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what a great, what a great sequence that is. That's a good um, sequence. But it's just, but it's not really a sequence you're taking part in to some extent. Not really, but, but you know. <laughs> some of it's funny as hell. But it's like, but that's what I mean. That's like the first moment in the game where I thought, okay, the writing yeah, yeah. chops are, are super on point here. And it's, uh, but some, there are other moments where it's just like, okay, you've done a very good job at capturing normal westerns. Okay, now where's your meat? And I'm, I'm waiting for the meat. Mm. Everything else is just, uh, this is a thing that's happening. I'm being an ass to this guy. 
and but then that's done gone it's like where is where is the substance to that um, yeah uh so i'm waiting for some substance i suppose uh i'll stick with it but i like i wouldn't say i'm like as taken with it as i was the original thus far. no me me either yeah I mean, the original is one of my favourite games of all time. Definitely. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I can kind yeah. of agree with you on that. It's like it's a it's a phenomenal thing. But and, and this thing, if you look back, I mean, this thing is insanely beautiful in comparison. Like, oh like yeah. At, at the time, it was like Red Dead was pretty good looking for an for an open world game. But it's like mm. open world games were never as detailed as or good as. Well, and as, and it actually holds up pretty well, especially if you're playing it yeah. on back compat on X, yeah. where you get like a 4K upscale going on. Yeah, and it's. Well, not even an upscale. It's like it's, re- it's natively rendering a lot of that stuff in 4K. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we're kind of on a got a similar feel about it. I definitely yeah. like I've I've been playing it this week, of course, and like uh, these couple of weeks, and like I've settled into it now. Oh, that's the, that's the timeout. Um, yeah, I've settled into it now, and like um, so I'm having more fun with it just because I. And I'm not worrying about all the tutorials and getting everything wrong constantly. Yeah, um, I'm but... going to have to just get over this, I think, and just just go with the flow for a while. And it's like because it's bugging yeah. me. It's like I know I can. I need to hunt for stuff to do crafting. I know I need to earn money, which seems to be also something I'm struggling with. Like I need to earn more money in order to buy the stuff I need, so I can do more crafting to alleviate some of the problems I'm having. Like oh, I want to get the leather tools so I can craft bigger satchels. So that's not a problem. Mm. And you know, uh, I, I want. I need to. What's the other thing I need to spend money on? Oh, there's something else I needed to spend a lot of money on. Like, I just want to do camp upgrades and things like that. It's like, but it all costs quite a bit, and it's quite a bit I don't have right now. And it's like, okay, yeah, how do I... uh, that, so that um, you know, if you just follow the story missions, like money, it doesn't it doesn't stay as much of a problem, just like everything else, really. But you go, you end up through the story doing various jobs where you get a decent cut. <laughs> I think I lost like four hundred dollars because of when I again because of because of when I died. Like, do, uh, you, okay. do you lose like a third, like two thirds of your stash that's on you or something? You lose sure, like, some amount. The... Uh, there's a system where you lose some small amount the first time, and then if you keep dying over and over again, you lose more and more. Okay, because like it's like yeah. I th- I'm sure like you when you there's a um you'll you find Kieran basically the mission where you locate Kieran. Mm. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure, or not where you locate him. Sorry, where you he becomes helpful, shall we say? Um, mm. Like I'm sure there's a bit where you get like six hundred dollars out of the chimney, right? All oh, right, yeah. Uh, I, I've I, after I died, I'm pre- I only had like two hundred dollars on me, so I'm like, oh. Ah, uh, but you did you get the whole cut of that mission or whatever, or did you get half? Of oh, it? I don't you know. Get, <laughs> you might have got three hundred and then gone to two hundred or something. Maybe like that. Yeah. I don't know. Because he might have got the other half, you know. Uh, I guess it does well, do that. Like it breaks it well, down. You, you, with the I think you're stuff. with uh, John and Bill or something at that point uh, okay, as well. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's spread a little bit, but it's yeah. like it, again, you... it wasn't wasn't super obvious. <laughs> right, fair enough. Oh, and also, apparently, I need. Oh, that's maybe that was the thing I needed to buy. I need the varmint rifle, oh, so I yeah. can actually start getting like perfect pelts because anything other than a perfect pelt is pretty much useless. Yeah, yeah. Other than yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes hunting really irritating because it's like, oh, the thing I'm tracking turns out it's not a perfect thing. Oh, and I misplaced my shot slightly. Yeah. So it's well, that, like, that's so another thing. Is time like, has been wasted. It's not going to be a problem after a while because 
you'll just be able to buy the varmint rifle anytime yeah you need, you need the specific yeah. stuff you need the small game arrows apparently according to the compendium for some of the other stuff yeah. i've seen and it's like well i can't do that yet and it's i would just play more of the story for a while <laughs> yeah i know that's the thing i'm just trying to understand it because the i think it's that that's sort the of, thing that's annoying me more and it's, it's like, like race and, to understand all the different systems and it's like you have to just kind of take it slow because it's just impossible at first yeah or yeah I'm, I, I, I guess the problem I, I i get that now but it's like more because you're being thrown into scenarios where that it hasn't explained it's like my my like drives to try and like okay now what well, fine well I'll, I'll try and understand it all before mm. i do things yeah because then too. it wouldn't be so annoying when i just get thrown into it yeah and and it's like yeah but, but but actually i can't learn that stuff because the game doesn't let you yeah <laughs> and it's ugh. well that's yeah. what that, that's what i said in my when like mario 64 that was my comparison like you spawn outside the castle and you can just run around and learn the whole mechanics yeah, yeah. of the game before you have to do anything under any kind of threat. And and they figure that out in 1996. Rockstar <laughs> Kill still can't do it. I don't know how they would do it, to be fair, but... Just be slower about it. Like when they, when something's about to happen, like take you yeah. through, or like it wasn't the first Red Dead actually pretty good at like training you and like specifically having a sequence where someone is training you. I think so. Yeah, I did do that a few. Like Bonnie McFarlane would train you. To, yeah, you know. I'm sure there's something about like like duels and stuff like that, where like it's actually like you're sort of get, you're play fighting. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that, where it's just taking you through it, and it's like, okay, if this was for real, I'd be dead right now. Or if you like and stuff yeah. like that, like let's do it again, and or uh, stuff like that. Don't I'm sure there was one train me at a critical story moment to do yeah. some action like this isn't a quick time event this is actual game play i, I did have one um encounter like just a, a, just a world encounter where i came across like a, a guy who was from mexico who was uh betting on gun skills yeah yeah and like uh so you're, you have to it makes you shoot these bottles the first time but i think i was messed up by the time of day because the sun <laughs> because the sun was perfectly in front of where we so were shooting see the bottles so i couldn't see the bottles oh, great okay yeah so he owned me on that first round yeah um and then the second round he like he then says okay now shoot some birds so i just dead-eyed the hell out of them yeah <laughs> it was just like uh insta win come on take it and so i felt like i hustled the guy which is pretty cool because <laughs> nice. yeah because it's just like oh i just bluffed that first round i couldn't do it at all and then just owned him on the second one and it's just like haha i got twice the better out of you nice even though that was totally unintentional that's kind of how i felt about it so that that worked (laughs) yeah things work occasionally yeah musical cues seems to be your friend as well as it turns out so first i knew the lawmakers were sort of nearby because it started playing this eerie music the music's good right i don't know i mean it's it's subtle it's yeah. like it's like it's not like in your face or anything. I'm sure there's right. I'm sure there's one scene I think where you're leaving the mountains early on and you get that sort of like oh the theme sort of yeah. semi choral I guess like peace mm. play and like while while it, while you watch the wagons go through and it's like that's that was kind of nice or but yeah like generally it's all just atmospheric like you get into a gunfight and you just get sort of like a dang 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 sort of playing while while these gunshots are going off and it's yeah i can't say there's anything as memorable as the stuff from the first game just yet for me but yeah yeah uh, and I generally i just not sure the the sort of greener set the you know the more eastern setting yeah 
like like, like, like like the concerns I had before going into it. I'm not yeah, sure the eastern setting is working for me as well as the proper western setting. Yeah, as as discussed, I think it's kind yeah. of yeah, we're on the same page with it. I reckon. Yeah, I would still stick with it, but I I agree. I'm I'm not as into it as I was the first game, even though it's so much bigger and more detailed. And mm. yeah, I, I, it's the classic Rockstar problem with me in that I'm blown away by what they've achieved. Yeah. But playing it isn't always the best experience. You know, GTA Five might have been better at that than most rock stars, and like GTA Four, you know, GTA Four that was my biggest problem with it, right? And that I yeah. found it no fun to play at all, yeah. even though the world at the time was impressive. Um, GTA Five was better at that, and obviously Red Dead was about as good as I've had an experience with an open world game. Yeah, and it's like so. So for them to go back to sort of I wouldn't say it's like GTA 4 bad, but I'm not quite sure it's GTA 5 levels of accessible. Yeah, because they, they've loaded on so much more systems yeah. that it's gone sort of a bit backwards in usability. Yeah, yeah. and so it's yeah. a bit of a shame in playability, in I suppose. And it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's a shame that it, for someone that's like top of their game, I suppose, like in a way, for them to still be doing it the same way and not noticing that these are problems. Yeah, I kind of agree. Is is disappointing? Or maybe they more, know and they just happens. haven't managed to solve it. Yeah. Or, or yeah, I don't know. They need a bit of restraint on the systems in order to improve the the playability. Basically, I know they probably won't do it now, but like maybe now's the time for Rockstar to do a little game again. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't. I, I don't know what ne- table, what's next. Table for Rockstar. Two. They're kind of screwed <laughs> now. They've ev- everything's too big now. Yeah, I don't know what they can do with Grand Theft Auto. I don't know what they can do with Red Dead now, apart from make Red Dead online. They should just make a sci-fi game. That's their one option, right? They've yeah, the historical game. You've got the modern game. Make a sci-fi game. <laughs> yeah, well, they could I go historical in a different direction, like do the Assassin's Creed thing and pick a different genre to to tackle sci-fi because they kind of have to use their open world engine because that's their thing. Yeah. Mm. Sci-fi. I mean, what would you, what would you do? I mean, you do like, you do what um, you know what uh, CD Projekt Red are trying to do, right? I suppose. You go fantasy. You mean cyberpunk twenty? Uh, yeah, all that. Yeah. That too. Well, you just basically it would be steampunk. <laughs> basically, you make what would have been Prey two. They had to kill that off. Go steampunk. That could play to their strengths. It's too narrow, though. That's the thing. Yeah, Steampunk's like, too much like Western. It's just like Western, but a bit more fancy. <laughs> I guess. Red Dead 3, future version. Who knows? Or maybe that's the DLC, like after Undead Nightmare, Nightmare like the, the Red Dead DLC will be like Steampunk Nightmare. <laughs> that would be cool. I don't think they're going to do a fun uh, thing like that again. I thought that was awesome, but I, I don't think they'll do it again now. It's all got a bit serious. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Cool. I'm getting uh, it. Yeah, we're kind of out of time now. The uh, duck did, did did declare itself. Well, we did our double Red Dead review, so <laughs> we'll catch up. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's uh, useful when more of us are playing a game at a time. <laughs> yeah. We get a slight, slightly yeah, deeper discussion on something. It's going to be interesting for our short-to-come game of the year because, like, yeah, it's my old yeah, classic, and, and this, my old classic um, like, scope versus perfection of game you know i always compare like mario 64 and 
Ocarina of Time, which is better. Mm. Like technically, I think Mario sixty four is slightly better to play, but but Ocarina is just so much bigger and has so yeah. much more inventive and cool stuff I mean, in it. I know, I know, we'll talk about it on a on a similar, uh, you know, definitely a deeper level. But if I was to put like Red Dead against Breath of the Wild, for instance, at the yes. moment where I am. It's like you've got the you, yeah. That's the same argument, right? Like Red Dead is much bigger in scope, I would argue, but like even even with the scope of Breath of the Wild, like Red Dead is still a step above, I think, in terms of like sheer what they're going for. Yeah, uh, but the quality of it doesn't outweigh it for me so far. It's like Breath of the Wild is still a better experience. So I can tell you now. We'll so talk about that's, it. At that's game where of the I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could tell you now. We'll talk about it at game of the year. But I think. Breath of the Wild is hands down a better game than Red Dead 2, for sure. And in fact, I think it's probably the best game in the last 10 years, Breath of the Wild. So, you know. Yeah. Or maybe maybe the best game ever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to play a game today... I I mean, a year year and three months from now, we can have our best game of the decade, like in 10 years of Have a Salad (laughs) discussion. Yeah. Was it the game of the game of the years, maybe? Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) a good idea. I think we should. We, t- we take our ten well, we plus game of the year awards and maybe tack that on to the end of that year's game of the year. Ooh, just have a special okay. category. I'm kicking the mic. Sorry. Well, I'm betting on Breath of the Wild. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right. Cool. Thanks for joining us, listeners. For get uh, ready another... for uh, get ready for a podcast consisting mostly entirely of Smash Brothers next time. Next time oh, yeah. it's Smash time in two weeks. Join us for that. Are there any other videos going up on the Happy Salad YouTube channel? We've got another Half Life. <laughs> Technically, fun, but... yes, but who knows what the, what it will be? Well, yeah. So the last one we did was that on a rail. On a rail, classic Half Life. <sighs> Is it <laughs> I, I, shot in the I face kinda... by a rocket <laughs> immediately <laughs> as you go, as you go around a corner? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of hated that section. Like, on a rail is classic, it. though. I, I don't know. It, it, everyone dreads that bit, and it's like I don't even think it's that bad. I think it's just like it's <laughs> it was, the foul. Have you watched that whole video yet? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> did it go wrong? It go it glitched a couple of times when you were playing it. I don't think yeah. it used to do that. It must be no. something. Yeah. Anyway. Like that, that lift killing you repeatedly. Yes. That definitely that didn't the, used to happen. That, but that was like the least <laughs> terrible part of that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but we've got, we've, we're, yeah, we're kind of out of like a plan. I've got a buffer video yeah. that we can use should Zach and I not get something done in time. But yeah, we'll, we'll try and avoid that. It will likely be more halfway. Yeah, probably. Cool. Keep keep the series going. Yeah. You've got to get, the, you've got to get to, uh, uh, you know, well, surface tension, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah, the classic. Uh, everyone's favourite head crab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wee. Cool. Um, so we'll catch you for Smash Brothers in a couple of weeks. Bye. <laughs>